This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted know, scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scrumpy-looking nerd? You tell that slimy piece of worm-ridden filth to get no such pleasure from us. Parental discretion is advised. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The show informs us and entertains us, and it binds the fans together. The show is Star Wars on Direct. Yes, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Big turnout here from our corners of the and welcome to Star Wars on Direct on this edition of May 28, 2007. And ladies and gentlemen, this is our 100th show. <laughs> And, you know, this is a very special occasion. It's the 30th Star anniversary of Star Wars. It's our 100th show. Uh, we haven't done a show, a good show in a while. And I wanted to keep, uh, you know, the 100th show to be a very special uh, thing. And I didn't even tell Audrey that. And uh, I just decided that we would keep the 100th show for Star Wars Celebration 4 because it would make it would make this Monday evening a doubly special event, you know. Uh yeah, sure it's the end of the uh of the Star Wars Celebration 4, we're all very sad about that. Uh yet we're a little bit happy because we're all tired of standing in line. Um but all in all, we're uh all amazed at the fact that uh, it went really well and um I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better show personally, uh, apart from very small little things. But you know what? Live and learn. And I think that, uh, Lucasfilm, Gen Con, Hasbro and Gentle Giant actually learned a few things this weekend. And they're not gonna repeat the same mistakes ever again. Um, will there be a C5? Let's answer that, that question right now. Uh, top officials from Lucasfilms without naming any names have said that they would like to see another convention happen. However, they, they want to see how Celebration Europe is going to go and our Star Wars reunion there will also be happening. So, without further ado, let me present to you my dear co-host, Audrey Mayal. How are you doing, Audrey? I'm doing good. Very good. Yay. Yay. And we got, you know, we have uh, a, a, an awesome lineup uh, for you this, this evening. Uh, there's 
all of what happened this weekend, there's a Clone Wars trailer that's online, the new StarWars.com that we have to talk about. There's actually uh, Chris from the Force Among Us uh, fan film slash documentary that's going to come over during the uh, the show. And uh, we've got all of our fans here with us tonight. We have Simon here from Los Angeles, Erica, who's also, I believe, a local. And we have John. John, where do you come from again? John comes from Seattle all the way from Washington State. So, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's a great, great opportunity. So, <laughs> he Castro's just telling me right now by MSN that, uh, he's been part of, uh, Star Wars on Direct for three quarter of the show ever since it began. <laughs> and I'm, of course, t- talking about the, uh, the show in English here. So, well, congratulations, he Castro. I've been part of it for 100%. And trust me, I, I want to be part of it for the 200% and 300% of it as well. So. <laughs> And our friend Noel Morales, uh, who's known as Kaki171 on the, uh, on the, on the Star Wars Sound Direct chat room, uh, sadly couldn't make it tonight. He had to go back to Puerto Rico, but he left a very happy fan because he finally got his blaster. He got it live <laughs> from me to him. He was really happy about that. We, we actually signed the base and, uh, he actually got a little surprised. I managed to get Steve Sansweet to sign the other part of the base. So now he's got a really nice souvenir from uh, Star Wars Celebration 4 on top of Sacrifice and um, the, the, uh, the, the, the torture that me and Simon gave him while we were waiting in line to get our book signed by Karen Travis. And Simon, isn't it? I mean, to all of you listening tonight, I hope you read the book because I'm just not going to be able to hold, hold back. I mean, how she had to kill R2. We actually talked to her earlier today and uh, she was saying, you know, it, it was just a trash can and she wanted to get rid of it and she she did it that way. And Simon, you were there. You interviewed Karen True, with me. true. And um, next book, Major Spoiler, 3PO takes his life. Yeah, that's... The tragedy that's been going on. That's what uh, Troy's been telling us about Inferno, right? It's... Uh, yeah. It's sad. It's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go cry now. Okay, yeah, I know, I know you've had some trouble coping with the death of R2 over the course of the weekend, as many other friends in the convention here. Uh, the R2D2 builders were here, and, you know, it was, uh, there was an awesome parade, a great eulogy. They actually put a, a, an R2 unit on the side with a, uh, a Rebel Legion flag on top of it, so, a great, 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 great parade, and, uh, for those of you who really think this is true, I'm really pulling your finger right now. So, so just forget all of that, what I just said because it's not true. You're going to have to go and get the book tomorrow. Uh, Sacrifice by Karen Travis is out in stores tomorrow. We were extremely lucky. We actually managed to get, uh, to get our copy at Barnes and Nobles. And, um, Karen Travis was actually signing over there. Uh, throughout the course of the weekend. So it was, uh, it was actually a great weekend. It was a great show. And so many great stuff happened. I managed to get myself, uh, and Audrey, we actually interviewed uh, Troy Denning. We got a short interview with Karen Travis later, uh, earlier today. And, um, we might actually see her come back tonight if she's not too busy with the Dune Sea Garrison. To, to which I want to say, <laughs> hi guys. Um, the Dune Sea Garrison, for those of you who don't know, are basically a Mandalorian garrison and they, Paid her, paid their respect to Karen Travis by giving her a piece of their armor. So, 
that is something really special and I have video from that and it will be online uh, there's actually going to be all throughout the uh, coming weeks some uh, incredible releases uh, from Star Wars on Direct exclusive audio content straight from Star Wars Celebration 4 and some exclusive video content however I just want to say Lucasfilm officials you don't need to worry there's no nothing video that has to do with Clone Wars or any other fan films or anything like that so I wouldn't dare although the family guy thing that was really really cool because you can't get it I am actually broadcasting Okay. Well, if you here. want uh, you can try entering into your uh, your media player just go control U on your keyboard for those of you listening to the archive, then you're going to have a ball and you're going to know how to listen to the show <laughs> if we don't get the link fixed uh, due to the Winamp updates. I believe this happened. Uh, you, you, just, uh, you just go 209, 119, 8311, and it's not, you're not getting anything. It might be because I'm actually broadcasting it on the same IP. You can't get it, so... That might be the reason for which you're not getting it. Of course, he's traveled the furthest. He's come all the way from Australia. To do yeah, that's thing. right. Scott over here is uh, our uh, official <laughs> official geek from <laughs> Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Star Wars geek. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> he's our representative of uh, the, uh, how do they call it again? Oceanic. Terror Australis Terror Garrison. Australis. As well as the, is he part of the South Australian Fan Force? Yes. He's, yes, he's he, part of SAF. And he's part of the South Australian fan, fan Force as well. So this is actually a great opportunity for, for us. You know, we got people from all over the world. And mm -hmm. I know uh, later on we should see uh, Lita come by. And I think she's from uh, the state of New York. So, and and yeah, you're, you, you actually have family in France. Simon actually speaks French. It's it's really funny because you're at this convention, everybody speaks English. You just turn around, start talking French, and suddenly someone passes by in the crowd. And, you speak français? <laughs> you speak français? <laughs> and they're all like, "What was that?" All right, so um, was it your fans from uh, France from last time from Celebration? No, actually, you know what these these. I was going to say, these freaky fans didn't come back. These fans did not come back this time around uh, for the uh, for Star Wars Celebration 4. However, some of them uh, are part of the French 501st garrison, and uh, they were uh, dressed up as pilots and all that, so that was really cool. Okay. Um, all right, well, with further ado, I'm going to talk, start talking about StarWars.com, and if I'm not mistaken, you might actually be hearing sound bites from uh, yeah this is the new sound of starwars.com now when you get on the page for the first time brace yourself because it's different video heavy and I'm not talking like little video heavy I'm talking a lot video heavy and uh, what can I say you just live with it I guess uh, this the site does look really cool and um, you know what I'm looking at uh, the content right now, and they have pretty much everything that was going on this weekend. Uh, the Force Unleashed video, uh, the new behind-the-scenes sceneries, and the scene that's actually repeating itself is a clone being flown through walls and into a little hut on Tatooine. And you can actually see his armor being dismantled as he goes through the wall. 
and I think this is pretty amazing. This is really nice. Of course, a little message from George Lucas at the opening ceremonies, as well as the satellite link with George, well, I should say, brown bag puppet George, who was there, so... If you guys want to go have a laugh, just definitely go take a look at the uh, at the new website and take a look at all those videos. It's really cool. Uh, they're also introducing something new that uh, Pablo was telling me earlier this morning, uh, which is basically basically called mashups videos, and that's gonna allow them well allow us the fans to create our own little fan film from scene of the Star Wars movies and uh, have tons of fun doing that. So can't wait to see that. I'm also seeing that right now we're going against Star Wars The Legacy Revealed. And um, this is out tonight. It's actually a special documentary of one hour on the, on the History Channel. And the bar is airing, at, is airing it downstairs. And our friends from the Star Wars Aficionados magazine, who are here again this year, and will be passing by later on, will be telling us all about that. Uh, but first, I think uh, it's really simple as to what people want to want to know and want to hear so i'll just um i'll just luck us out for a few a few a little instant and i'll just play the clone wars uh preview and we can talk about that War, a step ahead of us, Dooku always seems. Here they come! This light, it, well, it wasn't. It wasn't for the crew. I'm sure it was just for like the volunteer crew and stuff like. That. What did you do during Simon? Come, come over here. Get, grab the microphone because people are not understanding now what we're talking about. So before we go about the Clone Wars, we're we're gonna have a little a little talk. Okay. Me and uh, and my buddy Simon here. Um, I took some pictures for Lucasfilm. Okay. That's what I did. Helped around a couple hours here and there. Hi, I'm lost. Okay, you go there. You go there. Yeah. So. I had a crew patch. You did? So, yeah. 
And um, but you know what? If they didn't tell you, it's probably because you weren't eligible for the the free stuff. Or at the maybe store they decided the last minute. Also, yeah, would, you never know. It's totally true. I'm totally sorry I didn't call you because. <laughs> and he has my cell phone number, Shoot. and he's been calling me. We've been calling each other back and forth. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I really don't want to see that bill. It's gonna yeah. be awful. You know what? From this hotel, the Holiday Inn Center, which. On many, many part has been like a really great hotel to stay this weekend. Um, we cannot reach the other hotels. They some, I don't know why. I think they blocked out the other numbers because I, I've been trying to reach the, uh, the Wilshire. Right. And I cannot get to the Wilshire. That's so, my cell phone. Batman. <laughs> my dad. Was Rob, oh, okay. I, I, thought, I thought Robin was calling you. <laughs> no. Yeah. So the fans at home just heard the music of the Clone Wars trailer. Uh, of course, I invite you to go to the uh, StarWars.com website and take a look at the Clone Wars sneak peek. Uh, what did we get from the panel of the Clone Wars? Well, I can tell you that there's nine episodes that are done. I can tell you that um, it is the, the episodes are actually being made in HD. Uh, so far, no, they don't have any uh, any actual broadcasters for television. Uh, hopefully, it will not be Fox because it's like the phones are just <laughs> ringing like crazy. It's LA here, <laughs> but uh, it was like, yeah, that's it. So hopefully, it won't be Fox because I'd be too afraid that they'd cancel it because they put it in the wrong time slot. Uh, there will be two uh, two two hour movies that will be produced as well um the trailer was amazing and we actually had the chance here at star wars celebration to see it in the digital theater of lucasfilm and it was a 20 27 by 60 screen so you can think about it hd hd 16 by 9 and dts sound the floor was shaking and our brains were melting. It was incredible. Now, I don't I still don't know if that was a setup or not. I was at the first screening of the, the, the Clone Wars sneak peek. You were at the first one or Yeah, at the first one. And a guy actually got up and he looked at the producer of the show and the director of the show and he said, I came all the way from across the continent, and you're telling that you're not going to show me anything. This is fucking bullshit. I want to see. Did something. he actually say fucking? He didn't bullshit. say fucking bullshit. But he <laughs> okay. Said, this is this is a lot of bull, and I want to see something. And he was like really mad, and hopefully it was a setup because the guy really was mad if it wasn't. Okay, because I was there the second one. Yeah. And they had this little kid like five years old, and he's like, "Thank you for coming. Is there any way that you can show us a clip?" Okay. It would make me really happy. That I think might have been a setup. But you know what? I think a lot of show was a setup. Okay, now. Okay. I, I got it. <laughs> no, Scott's got it. <laughs> People, I guess, are enjoying the so show so much that. <laughs> um, did you mention it was twenty-two minutes long? The sh the shows are going to be twenty-two minutes long. Uh, plus the, of course, the other things that's going to make. The, the publicity is going to be 30 minutes. Mm. Um, hopefully, the season premiere is going to be an hour. That'd be hopefully. really awesome. Uh, we will see Obi-Wan. We will see, of course, Anakin. We're going to see Shakti, probably. I'm sure. 
and uh, pretty much everyone who's been involved into the Clone Wars. Now the director has something for um, Plo Koon. Yeah, he does. And like something for Plo Koon as much as I have something for Lekus. See, I like Plo Koon. Granted, we don't know that much about him. Yeah. Maybe because the way he looks. Maybe and that's why he has may, good form. May, maybe that's why he got something for, for, for him. And anyway, I think we're going to learn a little bit about this guy during this, uh, this I think series, we're going to so learn about everyone. Promises he, to be interesting. Did he mention about the Grievous then? Go ahead. We're going to really know why his cough exists. And oh, okay. That's what I got in my panel. Oh, okay. No, we didn't get that at our at our panel. That's why we should compare panel notes. Yeah, I guess in a way. That seems to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm still I'm still blown away by what I saw from there. It was just so amazing. And you know, they were showing they were giving us a little tour of uh, Skywalker Ranch, and everything was pixelated, and everything was pixelated on the screen. Trust me, I looked like okay. Well, there there were actually a few uh, drawings on that the wall here I and there. I saw a couple Padme drawings that that could be interesting for us totally freaky fans to you know freeze frame, frame it, and Photoshop it, Photoshop go it. That's it. Go get as much as many uh, details as you can out of it. That's how we discovered Grievous. So be very wary when you show us <laughs> videos. <laughs> but I think they're really being hush hush on it. Oh yeah. They definitely are. I mean, uh, we didn't even know before th before this week that they were up to the ninth episode yeah. completed, and they are. I didn't actually know they were working with Taiwan and Japanese people as well. Taiwan, Japan, and Singapore, actually. Singapore, uh, I knew, because that's a new division that Lucasfilm right. actually founded over there. Uh, but I didn't know they had people in Japan and Taiwan as well. And honestly, it's not to brag or anything, but you guys missed it. It looks great on the web, but... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's the second coming. It's just <laughs> pretty much. It's just not the big thing. But you know what? I'm really happy they they put the exact same thing on the web at, that we saw. Yeah. Because it, you know, at the uh, Rick McCollum Spectaculars in the past, it was edited. It was never on the web. So And after that it was, I think it was changed a little bit. Was it No, it wasn't actually. It was the other thing. It was the the, the behind the scene that he shot that he showed us before showing us the trailer for Episode two and episode three, and maybe in, you know in a couple of weeks they'll show that little video that we saw at Lucasfilm. Yeah, or maybe. the intro also to the director. That would be awesome. Yeah, because the director is a fanboy. He is a fanboy, and he he got called what two weeks before yeah the premiere of episode three. So and he, I I actually took a picture with him. Forget to tell okay. you, great guy. Yeah, funny. He was funny. Oh, he's of. very nice. Yeah, he actually used to be part of Fan Force. Yeah, so so he has insight into what real fans want. And uh, he says he actually said, you know, if I if I wasn't here sitting here right now, I would be sitting over there with you guys. And I saw him at shops just buying stuff. That's how I saw him with a couple bags, and it was like from dealers. So, and a lot of people don't know what he looks like yet. Also, yeah, that's it. Picture Robert Rodriguez, kind of, from Grindhouse. I guess you can say that, right? Yep. Sin City fame. He looks like that. He has a cowboy hat. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun. He was actually also uh, Dave was actually at the um, 
the the Star Wars celebrity pageanting thing that I wanted to attend as you know a host, and I would like to replace Jay Lagaya, and uh, didn't let me through actually. So yeah, but it's, but hey, it's my life. <laughs> yeah. Are anyone talking about the trailer on the chat? Uh, actually, I've just got like really big news on something on a total other plane, so I'm really sorry. Uh, I phased out there for about two seconds. Uh, I'm gonna close that up. And, you uh, still want me on the show for a yeah, little? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Unless, like, John, if you want the microphone, you just get up and you beat his face down into the wall, and then you get the microphone. <laughs> you know what would be good? You know, is to get Erica, the semi-closet fan, to think what she talked. Erica about. is a closet fan. She That's is. It. She's a, she's on she's the microphone. On get on the microphone, Erica. All this time, and she's don't like... make me get up to go get you because <laughs> I will. Her, her reaction of the Clone Wars trailer. Well, oh, actually, come here, come here, come yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Give her the microphone. <laughs> it seems to be an evening of like bad news. <laughs> That's why he called. <laughs> Hello. You know, I didn't even know. Was it, is it today your birthday, son? Yeah, today. No, I just been promoting it for the past weekend. Today is the day that he was hatched. So. We'll have to give you something. <laughs> more than more than about more than a dollar thirty six in pennies. Actually, you know what? I got something in store. I think I, I hope you'll like it. Uh, Erica. Yes. Focus on you now. Yay! <laughs> I'm the focus. So, how long have you been a Star Wars fan? Um, for quite some time. I'm not as big as a Star Wars fan as Simon is, but that's um, what they, that's what they all say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way: uh, when my uncle was supposed to be taking care of me, babysitting while my grandma was, you know, doing her job and sewing and cleaning, he would put Star Wars on. Star Wars was my babysitter. Okay. So. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris from the Force Among Us just walked in. So. <laughs> sorry. And like and more people, so yeah. this is really gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Party. <laughs> Whoa, party. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how it kind of all started for me. Just watching it when I was a little girl. And you've been following up ever since. Following up mostly so. with the movies and stuff. Just little here, a little there. He's no been my... <laughs> no Expanded Universe. Simon's been my teacher since I've known him. Okay. Since junior high, so... It's like Master Padawan kind yeah, of thing Yeah, kind of a here. thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, I hate my brain because it... Like some crazy ideas actually go through it, but if I sh if I start talking about them on the show, it just like falls on in Seb's crazy theories or Seb's crazy world. I think I, I think I'll have to come up with a new a new intro for that Seb's crazy world. Anyways, so you saw the Clone Wars trailer this weekend I sure on did. the big screen with no, the big sound. No, I didn't. No, he actually called me up. I wasn't here all weekend. I actually came today. I wasn't able to come all weekend. He See, that's me. what happened when you're a closet fan. Yeah. That's what happened. You just like, you woke up in the morning, you look, oh, my figurine's like, and you then close the door and you walk, <laughs> and you go to work and like everything goes fine and you have no problems. Mm -hmm. And then you miss stuff like that. I know. I totally miss a lot apparently. He's the one that called me up. He's like, you have to go on the computer. You have to find this trailer. You have to watch it. And when I watched it, yeah. yeah, as soon as it hit, he called me up. He's like, you have to watch this trailer. And it did. It was a very fabulous looking trailer. Very cool graphics. The works. And... How did, like, what's co what comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind when you think about the Clone Wars trailer. When I think of the Clone Wars trailer, it's just like, wow, this is something I've never really seen in animation. Not even animation, it's just computer graphics. So it's just, it's it's completely cool. And yeah, 
That's it? That's it. I'm Are you looking forward to it, actually? I am looking forward to it. It's coming yep. out, what, 2008, 2009? Fall 2008, Fall 2008 is the release date. And I was actually chatting with Pablo Hidalgo again uh, mm-hmm. just before his presentation in the fan lounge. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, so, Pablo, if it doesn't get pick- picked up, you know, <laughs> do, you, do you think that we're probably going to see it on the web? He's like, oh, it's definitely going to get picked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by who? We don't know yet. But uh, I don't think it's going to be your average Saturday morning cartoon. It's, it's no, you can't. It has to be something else. Not not, not for that. It's a little no. bit too serious. serious. It's really mm-hmm. just like you know the prequels. It's pretty much for the fans. fans, and it's not it's not to actually go get a new set of fans. It's actually mm-hmm. to talk about the current fans. What goes on? I'm actually kind of excited because you kind of for me that doesn't know a lot about the whole Star Wars things. I kind of want to know about the Clone Wars and what really happens because from Episode two to Episode three, I really didn't understand a lot of stuff. The actually the one who actually explained it to me was Simon. You know, so that was just pretty cool that they're coming out with this cartoon. Awesome. Yeah. And we're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have to have Simon Eider turn off his phone, or I'm gonna throw my mouse at him. <laughs> it's wireless. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, well, thank you very much for being here today, thank Erica. You. And uh, you know what? There's nothing wrong about being a Star Wars fan. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing wrong. I might become more and more. One of one of a Star Wars one every day, actually. So cool. I've always liked it. So feel free to get in touch with Simon, and Simon, feel free to get in touch with your local fan force, mm-hmm. and start coming to the Montreal boards because it's dead over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's. It. I'm gonna give you a, a, a nickname or something. I'll, I'll give you a title on the boards, just because you, you came to the show. Was at the hundred show of Star Wars Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. The only problem is it's gone and it's not coming back up because it's too much trouble. Or is it? Audrey just looked at me. He's like, "Message board is coming back up, or I'm gonna kick your ass, Seb." So Audrey's gonna go read about the hundred pages of PHPBB and make sure that she gets the board safe and secure and all that. <laughs> I'm an administrator on another set of cha- uh, boards. So um, there you go. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Erica. Now, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, um, I would like to uh, introduce our main guest of the evening. If we would please walk over here and get a headset on his head. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Chris. I don't know your last name. I'm sorry. Macht. Oh, really? <laughs> Morgen die Macht mit dir sein. May the force be with you. You got me there. <clears throat> so, um, Chris, you've got this idea in your brain. And you actually put it on film. You called it The Force Among Us. You went on a website. You called it theforceamongus.com. And people can actually go there and get a little bit of information about the upcoming... Is it? Would you consider it a documentary? Oh, it is a documentary film. Okay. Independent documentary. An independent documentary film. And um, how did the idea came about to do a documentary film about Star Wars fans? Well, the idea came about, uh, it was the year after Episode 3 was released. And I had just done this whirlwind tour uh, for Episode 3. I had uh, flown out to Los Angeles from Chicago. 
to uh, see the episode three. Uh, we paid extra money to get the VIP uh, VIP uh, status at the um, at the red carpet event. It was cool. We were hanging out with Jimmy Smith, Mark Hamill, John Ratzenberg. All those guys were there. You know, these uh, women were serving us uh, sushi and uh, martinis, and it was it was a great time. And then from there, I flew out to uh, London okay. by myself. You know, and I met George Lucas out there. Did and, you? Yeah, I did. It was great experience. It was amazing. Now, we had someone this weekend at Star Wars Celebration who was uh, who was also uh, a big fan of Star Wars, and he met George Lucas in the first few times, just shaking his hand, going like melting basically in front of the big man. Uh, how was your first uh, meeting with him? It was it was the same same thing, you know. Um, there was two of us out in the lobby waiting because everybody had waited all day to see all six films, and then Episode Three was the last film, you know. So. Uh, George was hanging out in the lot, passing through the lobby, and there was two of us there. And uh, everybody goes, what did you say to him? What did you say to him? And when he walked out, the only thing I did was hold up the Sharpie and go, George, I came all the way from the States for this. And he looked at me, and he walked right up to me. And I couldn't say anything. I was holding my uh, 8x10 photo, and I was shaking like <laughs> this, you know. <laughs> and he's signing just for the man to be that close to me. Because if you remember, it's it Celebration 3. You had to camp out, yeah. you know, 24 hours uh, in advance to even come somewhat close to the guy. And I think that actually led me going out to uh, London because I knew George was going to be there. And I know the London fans are not as crazy as the American fans. You know, they, the, the people in, in London like to give the actors their space. You know, if George comes walking out of the lobby, they all, you know, respect him, you know. Yeah. Not not that we disrespect him here in America, but everybody would just be running up with posters and 8x10s and Sharpies galore, you know. Yeah, if if it but wasn't from the 501st, he'd probably be swarmed by fans. Yeah, yeah he'd absolutely. Be swamped and attacked instead of just being, you know, like, oh, that's George. Hey, and and just yeah, right. <laughs> maybe even loved by some fangirls. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is is that the people that were working in the lobby were just like, oh, is that the first time you met him? I'm like, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, the people in the lobby were just, you know, they didn't even have this uh, enthusiasm to really meet him. They were just like, oh, yeah, that's George Lucas. You know, that's pretty cool. You know, he's at the theater. So then from <laughs> from there, I, I had flown back from London. I had uh, been there, uh, come back to the States for a week. And then I had um, flown out to Tunisia for 10 days, and I toured all the locations. And after all that was over, it was just like, wow. Star Wars, to me, was kind of over. It was like I did all these amazing things. All these prequel movies that we waited so long for, 17 years were, for, were over. Yeah. And uh, how it came about was it was almost coming up to the one-year anniversary of episode three's release and me and my sister were uh, at an irish pub having a couple of pints of guinness and uh i'm like man what am i gonna do with my fandom now you know it's like a year later we're coming up to the spring of 2006 this was and uh, there's no new star wars movie you know there's not even a celebration for at this point yeah you know, that's what, it. what's what's going on and my sister looks at me and she goes we got to do a documentary about the star wars fans about the different types of fans and how Star Wars is the one thing that kind of unites us, brings us all together. She's like, we got to destroy the stereotypes. You know, we're, we're very proud to be fans. You know, we have to, to prove that we're real people to society, you know, that we don't live in our parents' basement, that we, that we are married, that we have careers, that we went to college and so on and so forth. And I looked at her and I said, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and and then from there, it just, I, I don't think, I think my sister had the idea, 
but from there it was kind of like uh I just I wanted to take it to the to, as far as we could, you know. You became the director of the show, and it became your show. Yeah, I, I I would have to say that my sister is the genesis of the film, but I, you know, I think I I'm in the entertainment business, so I just know the business side of entertainment a lot a lot better than my sister does, you know. And uh, I just kind of had the time available and the flexibility to kind of take it to the to the next level, and just now a year and two months later. To just say that we were guests at Celebration Four, that we're guests at Celebration Europe, that we did this panel um, here at Celebration Four, and and all the and now we're invited to Irvin Kirshner's house for dinner, you know, it's Isn't like it amazing. And when we filmed in Norway, it's like, did I take the dream too far? I don't know, <laughs> you know, I don't, I I don't know. I mean, I I think I did take the dream too far, but you know, I remember seeing, uh, I remember seeing all these. I'm a Jim Henson fan as well, okay. And I remember in New York in 2004 seeing these ads with Kermit the Frog. Yeah. If you dream it, do it. So Kermit the Frog is my inspiration as well. You know, it's just like, okay. yeah, if you dream it, do it. You know, let's let's go for it. You know, so that's kind of a in a nutshell. That's kind of how it all came to be. You know. And as you said, now you go, you you got your presence officially signed up for Celebration Four, and Celebration Europe. I didn't even know about that. Do you think you might actually be going to Star Wars Reunion Two in Paris in um, October? I I would love to. I I keep hearing about. I know Hayden Christensen is doing an official uh his first convention appearance in Canada. It's not his first convention appearance because he was at Celebration Two, but he sure. is doing his first Canadian Canada. appearance. Uh, at Fan Expo uh, in August, and uh, I'd be happy to uh, actually put you in touch with those the, the people organizing the show. I, I think that's what it is. It's like all these events coming up. I don't care where they are. I want to go to them, you know. But people are so busy, uh, and we're still on a level where we're, you know, of course, getting getting in the door now with Celebration Europe and uh, Celebration Four. Yeah. It's very easy to to get in touch with the people in Canada and Paris. I just I don't know their contact information, but if I call them up and say, "Hey, this is what happened to us at Celebration Four and Celebration Europe," I'm sure they would be they would love to have us, and I would love to go. You know, well, I can tell you that within the next 24 hours, they will have your contact information. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, to go back to what you were saying a little bit earlier, you know, you decided to make a, a, a film about the fact that we are fans, but we don't live in our parents' basement. We don't, you know, we're not freaks, basically. Sure, sure. And absolutely. we're human people like the rest of the world. And there are people who are much, much worse than hard than we do, than we are. And I mean. What is wrong with painting your face red and black, adding a little bit of orange, and starting to play with a lightsaber when you can do the exact same thing for the Raiders, for instance? Or the Bulls. Or the, yeah, the Bulls. I went to, uh, I was hanging outside the Bulls game because they were okay. in the playoffs, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I saw all these people wearing big horns on their head and they're not wearing no shirts and they were painted red and it's like, That guy's crazier than a Star Wars fan. Or even for the New Jersey Devils. I mean, the, that's an even better reason to yeah, wear Yeah, absolutely. A, I mean, where is the line? What is the difference? What makes us? Is it because this is fiction and the other thing is real? Or You know, I don't know. I think somewhere along the lines uh, between... Because there was a time where being a Star Wars fan in the late 70s and early 80s was cool. 
You know, I mean, it was yeah. very, very cool with society. You know, well, Star Wars was the big thing. That's it. Yeah, for I mean, everybody was buying Star Wars. You know, all their parents and grandparents, and it was, you know. But now it's like somewhere between like 1985 and 1992. You know, something something came up where it was just like, uh, uh, I I don't know, maybe the media had just it was an easy target for media and of course saturday night live was very big at that time as well and we just became and star wars was kind of over so we became the talk of yesterday you know and and media just kind of you know uh just started making fun of us i guess along the way um but i think it's sci-fi fans in general you know i think it's uh, you take any sci-fi movie a stereotypical uh example of a sci-fi fan we're all kind of on that same level so our movie is for sci-fi fans in general you know because it really it's definitely all about star wars fans but i think even star trek fans and everybody else can relate to it because they they dropped the ball in trekkies they've made people very very angry and i get very very angry when people think our movie is like trekkies and we've had a little bit of feedback like oh you guys are making trekkies i'm i'm having a hard enough time saying i'm a star wars fan and it's like hey man I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, you know? It's like, I would never do that to all these people that I've, I'm friends with, that I'm part of, you know? So I don't know where, where the, where the, uh, where the things started crossing, you know? Um, I think it was media. I think media had a lot to do with it. Media know? actually helped a lot, like, ridiculize the fan, the, the fans. And I remember Conan O'Brien. I got something again, personal again, against Conan O'Brien. Uh, not only because he made fun of the French Canadians when he came to Toronto, but majorly because back in 1999, he actually, uh, didn't mention what the fans were doing lining up in New York. And he actually sent Triumph, which I believe is also part somewhere in your movie. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. No, it's, it's, it's kind of on the it's kind of on the website to say that you know yeah. Conan. Uh, Conan, I got something against Conan too because <laughs> it, it, because he never said those fans were actually waiting to raise funds for the Make a Wish Foundation. He never did, and, and that really pissed me off. And the minute that he comes to San Francisco, yeah, and he gets George Lucas as his guest. I mean, he's a sellout. Conan O'Brien oh, yeah. is a total sellout, you know? It's like he, he totally makes fun of the fans. He's got, he's got Triumph the Dog in line making fun of all these fans. He's got the, uh, he did something with the action figure where it was like some fat guy with a, like, you know, bad odor coming off of his skin and flies around him and he was in the launcher and that was like the action figure. And then what does he do? He invites George Lucas out to his show and he makes a huge deal about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, he's it's no, it's it's just like trying to get the best out of the 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 the, the passion of the time, and I, I, I think I, I have a I have a tiny bit of respect for Conan O'Brien because he did. Uh, I guess he was a writer for The Simpsons. Okay, and I love The Simpsons, but that that's where I draw the line. It's like Conan outside of The Simpsons, I'm not I'm not a fan of for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's. I'd really like to, you know, eventually actually get him on the show and ask him. Yeah. What exactly is your point of view about Star Wars fans? Because right now, I can tell you that, you know, there's a lot of them out there who don't really like you, including me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if I ever had Triumph the Insulog right in front of me, I can tell you that someone would have a very endangered wrist. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, a little behind the scenes on, on Triumph the Dog, it's funny because when we first contacted the uh the we were we were looking to to find a film crew to work with and we had contacted an independent film director 
And this guy wanted to take our movie and completely rewrite it. And we weren't directing it anymore. And at this point, he was like, you guys are going to pay me to do your movie. Oh, okay. But I'm going to change the story. He's like, we're going to get Triumph the Dog in your film. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you can't take something organic. Like, we're, ma- we're making a very organic, emotional piece. You know, very passionate piece. And for some guy that wanted to charge us like $10,000 and then stick Triumph the Dog in our film, I thought he was crazy. And that's when I called uh, Frank Yario, who is my wife's cousin. And he's been in the business for 30 years, and he's our DP on, on uh, The Force Among Us. Okay. And he worked with, uh, with everybody. I mean, he worked with Francis Ford Coppola, and, and that's the top of the resume, you know, and everybody else. I mean, he's worked with a lot of people. And Frank said, you know what? This guy's trying to rake you over the coals. You guys are very passionate about it. I want to do this film with you, you know. And, and Frank has done a tremendous job with letting us tell the story he was not he never once did he say we got to get triumph the dog in your film you know <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> i'm glad to see i'm not the only one who takes us that no, way about triumph. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because triumph is you know he's kind of a thing of the late 90s but we're still talking about him but it's like he, he definitely did some some damage and now we got to clean up the poop that he dropped behind him you know <laughs> 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 yeah. We are do. the pooper scooper for Star Wars fans at the Triumph the Dog. Do you think that the media attention that Star Wars got in the late 90s and with the prequels actually contributed to the fan closetness that we can see most of the time? I mean, we have Erica right here who's from Los Angeles. Uh, she's a bit of a closet fan herself. I know in Quebec we have a huge major case of closet fandom. It's it's ridiculous, really, um, to the I, point where, you know, I'm almost Mr. Star Wars in Quebec, which is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't think the media had anything to do with that during the prequel era, you know. I think the media had a lot to do with showing that Star Wars fans wait in line and they dress up. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to make our movie about all the different kinds of Star Wars fans because Star Wars goes way beyond waiting in line and putting on some armor. Uh, you know, it goes it does. Way- Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and maybe, I don't know if you dress up in armor, you know. I mean, I'm I'm a well-rounded fan. I am not yeah. part of the 501st, but I have a very authentic Plo Koon costume that okay. I wear and a Kit Fisto costume that I wear. But I know there's a lot of people that read the Bantha Tracks magazine and they're like so angry because they're like Man, I keep hearing about people in armor. What about me? What about me? What about me? And the 501st is in our film, and everybody, you know, people that dress up are in our film. But we just wanted to show that what the media portray, that Star Wars fans just dress up. It goes, you know, there's a lot of people that love the film, and they, I, I, we interviewed some guy that spent like $60,000 on artwork. Okay. And, and just never spent a dime on armor. So it's like, wow, that's pretty extreme too, you know? Just, you know, So I wanted to just show all these different types of fans. And I think that's what the media, the media kind of said, these are Star Wars fans, you know. I, I don't know if they really contributed to the uh, closetness, uh, you know, the, the closet fan. Yeah. I think that kind of started, um, you know, probably in the, in the late, uh, the late 80s about sci-fi fans in general, you know. Well, that's because started pe- people started like seeing those representation of the fans and a lot of people are like did you see those guys on the news yesterday they, they dress up like stormtroopers and then you know that at your place in your room you have like this huge wall which is covered from one wall to the to the other in only star wars action figures and you, you start like saying 
what would they say about me? And then you take those action figures and you put them in your closet. And you uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know what it is? It's just about we're passionate about this. You know, we are we're, very passionate, we're about passionate about this. And uh, we interviewed a sociology professor. Okay. And he just he made some good points. He's like, you go to a, a, a knitting show, you know, and you see all these women, you know, wearing their teddy bear uh, vests. And they, they're spending all this money on crafts and stuff like that. That's no different than what we just did at Celebration 4, you know? And, and if you go to a sporting event, everybody's all about the autographs, and they want to meet this guy, and they want to meet that guy, and they paint their face blue and green or whatever, whatever their team color is. We actually went to a Dodgers game on Tuesday, uh, and it was cold. And I mean really cold at the Dodgers stadium. <laughs> it was actually cold enough to actually... It's been cold here all week. It's been cold here all I've week. I've been wearing seriously. sweaters all week. This was is they, California. Was I came Yeah. <laughs> was that the game where they played the Cubs or they played the Cubs on Wednesday? No, they played the the, the Brewers. It was a weekend, okay. Yeah. And uh, basically we just I, I I had to go down downstairs to actually buy myself a little hoodie and it cost 65 bucks. I'm like, shit, this is just <laughs> like the Celebration Store, except it's for the Dodgers fans. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was like, they got they got it all year long, and we get it like once every two or three years. Yeah, right, right. And, oh, oh my God, <laughs> I was... They get it on a weekly basis. You yeah, know? that's we, it. We die for it for two two years, you it's know? It's like, we, we come here on like on a five-day basis, and we must have it on the first day. Then on the last day, of course, they go at 50%. Yeah, and, th- and, and then they give it free to the staff members. Then you know? they give it free to the staff member. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought that was kind of crazy where they started giving stuff 50% off and then free because, you know, Celebration 2 and 3 especially, you had to wait like 50 hours in line to get anything, you know, yeah. and no, and everything sold out. And now they have like 5 million cash registers set up at this thing. And then they're like giving stuff away for free. Well, they're, they're giving it away for free to the staff who worked very hard all weekend. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. you know what? I'll, they deserve I'll it. let it pass. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve it really well. And plus, there isn't that much stuff left in terms of, you know, preferred merchandise. I know I went there uh, at around uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon and I couldn't get myself another patch. I couldn't get myself, you know, other things like that that I would have loved to get an extra set of. So I was really lucky that I actually decided to do my all my, my shopping on Thursday. And, you know, that settled that. But to go back on our subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all about Star Wars, you know. It's yeah, all that's about it. It's all, it's all about the passion that we have about these films that make us get up at 1 o'clock in the morning instead of sleeping. Yeah. To go wait it, in line to get a g- little gentle giant bus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which in the end, of course, you don't get. <laughs> yeah, I was very, you know, it was funny because being at this celebration, you know, it was it was great to have a VIP pass. And we're like, me and my cousin are like third in line. And to get in and we run up to the store. And here are all these, like, all these people by the gentle giant. I thought I had it easy. Uh-huh. But then I get up by the gentle giant stand and there's like hundreds of people up there already. And I'm like, where did these people all come from? They're like crew and associate badges on. And I'm like, oh, man. I thought VIP was a very important person. You know? <laughs> Have a line just for the VIP. So I stood in line. It felt like celebration today because I stood in line for like a good hour just to get these bus, you know. <laughs> but I got them, which is cool. But I was very disappointed about the fact that they sold out about, uh, they sold the, out the yep. Yoda and the R2 Marquette. Okay, yes I, yes. I I wanted those. I thought those are cool. You know, I'm a fan of those myself, so 
I was gonna say if you were just talking about the Yoda, <laughs> I think I got one somewhere. <laughs> Did I bought that? Didn't I bought that? Yoda? Yes, you bought a Yoda. You had it in a plastic bag somewhere. I saw it. You were tucking it over there before when you were cleaning the room. I don't know where you put it now. I did buy a Yoda. You got a box. It's like this. What did they do with my Yoda? It must, must be one it. of those suitcases. I we, we, have a, we have a car full of stuff. It's, <laughs> I can't even find my camera at this point. But, yeah, no, that's it. But you know, it's like Star Wars Celebration 4. Basically, I reinvented the definition of swag. It's stuff we almost got. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, instead of stuff we all get. <laughs> I w- I'm still bummed out that I missed the uh, robot chicken and uh, Family Guy panel. You know, you know the, those two uh, those two panels were really really great. And uh, since this is actually a Star Wars Celebration Four special, uh, I'm gonna ask you for a little little while. Uh, you were at Celebration Three, I get. I was at all of them. When you I were... got perfect att- a perfect attendance. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> missed out on Celebration One. I was only 19 at the time. Didn't plan properly it was in college so i think i remember you telling me that you were it was uh it was a, a bunch of of trouble but subversion two three four i'm here so and there's <laughs> if there's a fifth one i'm gonna be you here, know of course do you feel like you might be missing out a little bit on something because you don't have the experience of going to celebration one you know what i don't think so okay for the simple reason that so many people told me about it at Celebration 2 and that I have my own experience now waiting in line for George at Celebration 3, of course, Okay. Uh, and other experience at other conventions that I think I can relate to those who went to Star Wars Celebration 1. Plus, there were those great f- fan documentaries that were made that, and I'm thinking particularly about Millennium uh, Fandom, the, the Fandom Menace? The Phantom Menace. I, yeah. that, that's one I have not seen. By Jeff Cialetti. Oh, was that a good it's, one? It's an awesome documentary. You have to see it. Okay. I, I will, the, the other ones I watched okay. were terrible. Well, but there, the Phantom Menace I didn't Starwoids, watch. which isn't all that bad, but it's not the best documentary out there. There's In a Galaxy Far, Far Away, which is the most depressing documentary about the release of Episode uh, 1. You know what? I agree <laughs> to that. <laughs> it's, I watched it, and I'm like... Shit, I want to go kill him. You know, it, it was it was funny after uh, we filmed Dustin Roberts with Rebel Scum, and uh, we f- yeah. we came back from Ohio, and I was playing these uh, DVDs for uh, for Frank Yario, our DP. You know, the guy that's been working in Hollywood for thirty years. I played him for him, you know, and he goes first. He's driving the van, and I'm like, Frank, this these are the other documentaries that were made, and he's he's watching them. He's driving at the same time. He goes. I don't believe I'm going to kill us watching this shit. <laughs> and then and then, and then we get to the point where where uh we watch it more and more and more and then he's like he's like give me that DVD. He was joking. He was throwing it out the window. Okay. I'm like no no no. Give me the DVD. And I threw it out the window. <laughs> so some, somebody was like, "Hey, I saw a Star Wars documentary going southbound on whatever I-45 or 65 or something like that." But but I will watch The Phantom Menace cuz that's not one I've watched. You know, Talking about Millennium's Ends. That's what it Millennium, is. No, I've never seen that one Millennium's End, The Fandom Man is by Jeff Cialetti. There's also a follow-up, uh, which we haven't heard much about. I'm still trying to get in touch with Jeff so I can get a copy of it and also talk about it. But yeah, it's a, it's a great fan documentary. It was also sh- partly shot in Montreal okay. uh, back in 1999 when uh, some of the, the Star Wars guests came up. We were very lucky. We had a great guy there called Ace Lopez. He uh, organized two conventions called Empiricon. They were really great, and we had some great guests. And Jeff came by, and he uh, he also mentioned this is one of the first few Star Wars-only conventions. 
I mean, before Empiricons, there hadn't been anything just dedicated to Star Wars mm. apart from back in the 80s here in California. With 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 the 10-year so, anniversary. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. it. So, you know, it's it had been a long time. And after that, a lot more conventions started popping up from all over the place. It's, it seemed like really hilarious. You know, there's nothing like celebration, though. Do you agree? There is nothing like celebration. No matter what happened, how much we get fracked by <laughs> some things or, some, or other, by some things or other things or whatever. It's just that, you know what? Star Wars Celebration is a four year convention. It's a four year old convention. And, They've changed locations three times now. They've changed uh, license, licensee organizer three times. First, it was Fantastic Media with Dan Madsen who organized it in uh, Denver. And they, I, I think they did an awesome job, even though I wasn't there. Uh, from what I've seen on the, the, the Fandom Menace, it seemed like it was you know, fairly well organized and the fans were as happy as any other celebration. Was Celebration 1 featured in the Fandom Menace? It is, fan okay, it is featured gotcha. in the Fandom Menace. And, of course, Celebration 2 came to Indianapolis. A lot of fans were like, were, oh, this is so much better than C than C1. It's dry. <laughs> It's fun. But then <laughs> they stood like, in the 15-hour line. Yeah. <laughs> and it was But like, then it's like, oh, fuck the lines and we can't move and fire marshals and all that. And... Then that was with Wizards. Came Gen Con with Star Wars Celebration 3. And of course, you know, Gen Con has had experience with the, the gaming convention. So they know what it's like to move big crowds. Mary Franklin gets officially hired as the event specialist. And she thought up of a plan for the convention center in Indianapolis, which would actually take the lines at different points in the convention center, which was an awesome job. I, I'm still amazed by what she did with Celebration 3 Celebration and 3. what Gen Con did with Celebration 3. And sure, the store was hell. And this time it wasn't because Gen Con actually remained on the team this time around. They didn't change their licensee, which was one of the best decisions they ever made. And Gen Con took the, the experience of Celebration 3 in Indianapolis and they brought it all the way to Celebration 4. Mm -hmm. yes, and yes. I think they did an awesome job. Celebration 4, so far, is the better convention, of course, but that's only because... Of experience. Of experience. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, that, that give uh, Celebration 1 a bad rap. Yeah. I, I don't think they give Celebration 1 and, and Dan Madsen a bad rap uh, now because they've, they've seen Celebration 2 and 3, but Dan Madsen did a lot of work because you got to think about... How many celebrations I had to do That's to it. finally get it right, and I think Celebration Four has just been this feeling of uh, comfort. You know, there's no, you know, Celebration Two and Three. It was like sardine cans, you know. Yeah. So they they finally found a spot that was big enough and a place that everybody just felt like. I I did not feel once feel like, wow, I got to get out of here because yeah. there's just so many people, you know. So I I thought that was. Uh, You know, Celebration One. I think, you know, Dan Manson started it all off, and uh, it took him a long time to figure out how to do an event for 30, 40,000 people, you know? Well, that's it, and at this at this point in time, they weren't even thinking that would they would actually get that sort of attendance. And with Celebration Two, 32,000 fans, Celebration Three, 37,400 fans, 37,400 fans, that... That's a number that still flabbergasters me to this day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, 
some questions have been asked this weekend as to how many fans actually were uh, in attendance. And still this morning, Steve wasn't ab- absolutely sure about it. Uh, check StarWars.com in the next few weeks. They, they should actually have news about it. Um, funny thing is, I made an approximation of how many fans were actually going to attend this convention. And I'm thinking it's around 25,000 fans. I and think that 25,000 is From what number, I saw yeah. this weekend, I would agree to that. The fact that it's on the West Coast is one of the down point of the convention. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, however, again, top officials have mentioned they're, they would like to have conventions once on the West Coast, once on the East Coast, and do it every so time, every so other time, you know. I think it's great that they, so. I'm, I'm from Chicago, and I, yeah. and I would never want celebration in Chicago because I love the fact that the whole experience of traveling yeah. to celebration is just a lot of fun. It's well, part of the experience. That's it. That's, and I totally agree with you. However, for some people who come from much further away, it's kind of, you know, let's take someone from New York who has to take or a plane. Australia, or, you know. Or Australia. <laughs> well, actually, Australia is not that, is not that bad because it's just like Montreal. You know, you get like the six hour flight. Right, or right. About. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there you go. Less than six hours? Flight. Yeah. From well, Australia to here. Well, yeah. Just no. cross the ocean. No. No, 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 no. 13 hours. So, okay. It's like double what we have to do. Right, right. And they still show up like the entire garrison. Congratulations, actually. It's yeah. a <laughs> oh, well, you mean there's more than six? <laughs> that's the entire garrison of Australia, though, right? Well, that's because they there's wouldn't... There's about 200 in the garrison. Yeah, that's because you they know, wouldn't allow the, the Rue on board. I think it so. says a lot, though, for everybody that attended Celebration 4, because yeah. no matter how far it was, we have people from Australia, we have people from the Netherlands. We have people yeah. from... Lita, where are you from? New Jersey. The East Coast, yeah, yeah. On, the other side of the, on the other side of the U.S., and it's like... I think it's amazing that it doesn't matter where it's at. We will go there, you know? That's we, exactly we will it. Go there. The thing that actually somewhat killed the attendance is, of course, Celebration Europe is taking place. And yeah, for absolutely. fans on the East Coast to take a six-hour flight to come to California or a six-hour flight to go to Celebration Europe, you know, you just decide to go wherever you feel is going to be the, And, of course, the, for the, the Europeans time. that would have otherwise come yeah, to the States, they're going to go locally. There were some, uh, some French fans that, that were there over the course of the weekend, but not that many com- in comparison to the other years. So, But still, I totally agree with you. It shows the dedication of the fans who are really dedicated to the Star Wars Celebration. I personally don't won't be actually attending Star Wars Celebration Europe. But if I'd had the financial means, I would have. London's a very expensive. The only expensive place besides London is Norway. You know, <laughs> actually, when when we filmed in Norway, when I had a, a, a four hour layover in in London, I was like, wow, it's nice to get something cheap. You know, okay. <laughs> Fish and chips was fifteen dollars instead of fifty dollars. You know, Ouch. I mean, Norway was just amazingly expensive, and I'll be using my Marriott rewards points to stay. Uh, you know. <laughs> In London, you know, I just wanted to say something too. Going back to the whole Mary Franklin thing yes. and and, and uh, organizing the the uh, celebration, I remember that um, I can't remember. My cousin Glenn uh, had told me that on the Force.net they were looking for an event coordinator. Yes, for well, actually, Lucasum was looking for a fan event coordinator to actually uh, work with Mary Franklin, and I had applied for that job. You too. I'm sorry. I was not get the job either. <laughs> no, and, but, but but you know what's ironic about that is I I, I plan concerts. I plan entertainment events. You okay. know, so I I just I looked at the resume and I'm like, is this realistic? And I'm like, I am so 
qualified, you know. I mean, I started my career at the House of Blues, which is very well known, you know, yes. across the United States. And I had all this great experience, but there was always this thing. If I would have gotten the job to coordinate the event here, there is, it, was, it was supposed to happen that way. There's no way that the film would have gotten done, and there's no way that I would be coming here as a guest to promote the film. So it's kind of like I was bummed out I didn't get that job. And I felt like I was very qualified for it, but at the same time, it's like I'd rather be doing the film with with my sister, you know. So it was. If there wasn't a desk between us, I would hug you right now because it's exactly the same way I feel about it. Really, I really. actually called up Steve Sansweet at Lucasfilm, and I I got him on the phone and I said, Steve, listen, you know, you know, I've been in charge of events of 300 people and more. You know, I've been emceeing for the past few years. You know, I've done the show for you know the past six years now. You know what I can do. Do you think I should apply? He said, well, do you think you have what it takes? I think so, yeah. So I sent my resume over and I said, well, will you actually, you know, consider me even though I'm Canadian? He said, well, you know, yeah, we'll consider you if, if, if we think you, you have what it takes. And the only thing you have to know is that it's a job that doesn't pay all that well. You know, it's a regular job and we don't pay for you're moving to San Francisco and all that. But I said, you know what, I'll f figure it out. I don't care. If you get me that job, you, can, you know you're going to get someone right, who's right. going to work like day and night, and I'm sure it would be yeah, the same thing. Right. It's like, we don't care about the hours. We just care about making the fans yeah, happy. Yeah, we're passionate that's, about that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, right. And, um, no, yeah, it was uh, it was a, a few thrilling weeks after I sent the resume. I was like, I'm going to get him. I, I got to uh, ask, did, did you even get a letter I didn't even get a letter that said I was you didn't. chosen or rejected or anything. It, it's so funny because we had contacted George Lucas for an interview okay. in The Force Among Us. And they had written back to us yeah. saying, you know, George is busy with uh, Indiana 4 and, and the Star Wars, the, you know, some of these Star Wars TV shows and that. And I was like, wow, I don't believe I got a letter back from his publicist. I didn't even get a, like, okay, we're reviewing your application. From, yeah, you know. it. <laughs> it was, it's, it's just weird that I, I was kind of surprised that I didn't even get a letter. I, you I know? was, I was, I must admit, I was a little bit disappointed by that as well. But then I started talk, thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? Just, we have the, the capacity to do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing this radio show. You did your film. Uh, just think about all of what the other fans, that you've met while doing this movie, how many of them could actually have applied for that job? Yeah, of course. And then we're talking about around the same numbers that star that actually attend the Star Wars celebration. I always wonder who got the job. And they, they have to go through that. And I, as I must admit, I also wonder who got that job. But around the same time, I also noticed that they were looking for a producer for a fan documentary, uh, for a documentary to be shot at Celebration. Okay, I, I remember seeing that as and well. And we've never actually heard about that either. It was actually posted on Lucas. And I started looking at the yeah, right, because the they had like the list yeah. of all the different departments. That's it. Yeah. In that department, where was the fan, you know, event coordinator right, was also right. the other thing. And I'm like, clicked on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't have the. I don't have what it takes to do that. But it was it was interesting nonetheless. But no, it's. Uh, I think it turned out okay. I. From what I saw with Mary Franklin running around all weekend, she was all over the place, and she did an awesome job at coordinating everything. Um, I think the only you know bummer that came across were, of course, Gentle Giant Studios, 
uh, with their booth and it was badly placed in the exhibit hall. Uh, Asbro with the exclusives that were, that was sell, sold in the exhibit hall was also badly placed. Uh, the, that created lines, therefore traffic, therefore chaos. Um, and it's really sad because it would have been an awesome show if it hadn't been for those little things. But live and learn. I think we always come here way expecting the perfect experience, you know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a lot of pressure ex- on these guys. Oh yeah, definitely. So I, and I think that's kind of what, one thing that I'm worried about our film because people there were a lot of people that were very disappointed in the prequels. There were a lot of people disappointed in some of the characters that were in the prequels, the special editions, you know, celebration. Everybody walks away with a little a little touch of disappointment, you know. Yeah. And I'm like Oh man, what are they going to think of our film? <laughs> you know, <laughs> these are hard to please people. Me being one of them. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I've been I've been let down as a as a Star Wars fan from time to time. But I, I think uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the prequels because I remember reading an article with George Lucas in the early '90s, him saying that you will see the new movies, but they're going to be very boring. So I'm like. I don't care. I want new Star Wars. You know. Yeah, that's it. And then when I saw like the Qui Gon Darth Maul Obi Wan fight. I was like, uh, this interview said it was boring. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I, go, going like to lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> I, go, going back to Tunisia. I'm like, I, I was actually, I, it took me 17 times to figure out what star, what episode one was about, you know? Okay. Cause I was very, I saw the movie like, uh, 30 times in the theater. And it took me so long to just really get a hold of that movie, you know? Well, get a hold of all three layers and yeah, it was, it was a very complicated. You know, it was a very complicated story for not having a Star Wars film in 17 years and actually telling the story before the story that led up to the epi- you know episode four. And I think George just did a great job because he did what he wanted to do. Yeah, you know. And everybody started judging the prequels by episode one, and they're like mm, nine-year-old yeah. whiner, Darth Vader. Right, right. What the? But what do you expect from a nine-year-old? You know. <clears throat> but you know what? That that's exactly it. And I just I kept on saying to everyone around me, everyone at the conventions I used to go, just wait, just wait till you see the entire prequels, and they're all gonna wrap it up together, and they're gonna be awesome. I'm sure. By the end of episode three, I was happy. I was really happy, really thrilled. Um. Unlike Rick McCollum said, it was it then became my favorite film. My favorite film still remains The Return of the Jedi. Ah, Return of the Jedi, not Empire Strikes Back. Not Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. I'm one of the few. <laughs> and uh it really, you know, came all the way around to, to that movie and no, I was it, really, really happy with that turnout. It totally did. It totally did. And I uh I, I think going back to Jake Lloyd, I think Jake Lloyd did there was so much pressure on Jake and there was so much pressure on Ahmed Best as well. You know, yeah. it's like I know, I, I read somewhere, I don't know how true it is, but I, I've heard other people confirm it, that Jake Lloyd had actually received hate mail and death threats. Oh, I, I wouldn't know? be surprised, yeah. And in... in, in <laughs> 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 oh! And, and I just think that, um, you know, I think he did a good job. And it's just like, I think for people to send a nine-year-old death threats, man, that's pretty... That's pretty crazy, you know? That is very crazy. And I'd like to know if those people who actually sent in the death threats actually got a hold of the movie, uh, the making of episode one, and they actually went through the script. And I wonder if those people actually went through the book. Right, by right. Bear. Because seriously, once you've been through the script as it was meant to be shot, and 
what you see on the screen, they're two very different things. Yeah, absolutely. And the script actually brings in even more depth to the movie. And then you go, oh, that should have been in the movie. Oh, but wait, Fox wanted it to be like an hour and four minutes. Well, I, I think, too, like, uh, you know, episode one is kind of like, uh, I guess, wine, if you will, because, you know, it got better with age. I know a lot of people that had, after episode three had come out, a lot of people were like, you know, episode one and episode two weren't that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, episode three, it was like, like episode three was really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but episode three was that yeah. movie that just tied it all together and really, I guess, kind of saved the prequels. You know, like and that's where you actually that's where we were led. That's where we were going. And that is why these little steps were there. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. A lot of people, this Jar Jar in the first movie, even more in the second movie. And then we don't see him in the third movie that much, which is a good idea for the, the Jar Jar disser. But, but a lot of people actually didn't realize that if Jar Jar hadn't joined the party of Jedis, then the Naboo would never add the help of, you know, the guys from the, of the Gungans who would have fought the fight. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, I think... And John, a lot of people never actually realize that. No, I, I remember no. my friend, I, I told him five years afterwards, I'm like, well, Jar Jar was there just because, you know, the Naboo would meet with the Gungans and they would make an, the alliance and then the, the Gungan would fight the fight and free the Naboo and everybody would be happy. And he went, shit, you're right. <laughs> I never saw it that way. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> right, right. I, I think, I, yeah, I think Jar Jar's character was needed in the story. Yeah. He was probably in it a little too long, but his character was definitely, definitely needed. Like you said, I mean, he, when he joined the Jedi party, you know, with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, I mean, that was, all that made sense. Yeah. But for him to keep trailing along and behind, it was like, okay, okay, it got a little... A little bit too long. A little too long, yeah. But for the audience for which it was actually aimed at, which was 8 to 12 years old, it pleases it pleased them, and they actually kept on growing with the rest of the movies. You know, I still so. I I'm probably still one of the few people that I don't believe that George put Jar Jar in for the kids. I I just don't? I I don't I don't because how can you put in something for the kids and have something that looks like Satan in the same <laughs> film? I mean, you know, okay, you you reel in these kids with Jar Jar Binks, and it's like, oh, it's all cute and cuddly and all that, and he's funny. But then you have somebody where I heard there were kids in the theater, like running behind the seats. I mean, Darth Maul. If to me, if I would have seen, I saw Darth Vader for the first time when I was three years old. If I would have seen Darth Maul for the first time when I was three years old, I would have probably crapped my diaper. <laughs> well, I, 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 mean, I saw Vader for the first time when I was three years old as well. It's, it's, and, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have to agree with you. Darmo was pretty scary. And the, the sad thing is, he was only the second most scary the nightmare of Doug Chang. The first yeah, one was right, actually right. published in The Insider. And I'm like, oh, it's a good thing that thing wasn't on screen. Yeah, it's too bad that Doug Chang didn't last through the prequels. Because yeah. I, I love the old photos of, uh, you know, in 98, 99 of him with Ralph McQuarrie. It was like, wow, this guy is like influenced by the guy that's too old to be brought on board for the prequels, you yeah. know. And it was just, just the photos of them two together was showing that, you know, there is some old school in the prequels, you know. Oh, yeah, that was something definitely it's too bad that, It's to too see. bad that he left. And even when you take a look at, you know, the portfolio of Star Wars and the portfolio of Episode One, and you take you, you put them right next to each other, it's like, 
this looks so familiar. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, Doug Chang did an awesome job. He did an awesome job. Mm. Sure. Definitely. Not to go back to your movie. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason for which you're here. Yeah, right? but it's weekend. actually fun not to talk about the movie for a, a little while because I've been talking about it for so long. And yeah. And, and you know what? It's, you know, if I wasn't a Star Wars fan, I'd be like, Doug who? You know, I mean, I, you know, it's like, I, I want people to know that this documentary is made by people that are very, very passionate about Star Wars. You know, that's very important. I think so, because I don't want anybody to think that we're just trying to make a movie to, to, uh, show the fans in this way or that way. I mean, it's, it, it's, like I said, it's very organic. It's a very natural film, you know, and I don't know if the other documentaries, I never saw the one that you're talking about, The Phantom Menace. But the other, uh, the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, the Phantom Menace. But the other movies, they were lacking some heart and soul, I think. I you know? totally agree with you on that. Like, like you said, one of them, like, uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away. I, I don't even know how that got distribution. I, I, mean, I don't either. I actually, I, I started working for this DVD store a few years back when the, the, the Star Wars movies came back out, out on DVD. And that was on the shelf. As they say in the entertainment business, who did that director sleep with? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just. I mean, if people love those movies that have been done, they're gonna they're gonna flip when they see our documentary, you know. And I'm not just saying that because we made it, but there's just, you know, we we have a lot of things to offer everybody, you know, and everybody can relate to our film. And we were just saying earlier that there's more to fandom than costuming. There's more to fandom than you know waiting in line. There's collecting. For one thing, there's doing the fan audio stuff. I mean, I do a live show, which we archive. We sometimes podcast it when I do my job correctly. <laughs> and the the old producer of this show has now moved on to his own fan audio creations. And he actually did his own interpretation of Targets of Karen Travis. And it's so amazing that Karen actually listened to it. And she was really thrilled by it. Now... Sadly, because of that particular creation, I think Targets will never be made into an audiobook, which is really sad. But if Dadra was ever to pick something as an audiobook for Targets, that should be it. Because it's such a great montage of all the sounds and all that. So Danny worked really hard on that and his art just crashed all like halfway through the, 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 the thing and that, that almost like really killed him. And I said, no, you, you gotta do it. You gotta get back. You've got a backup from two weeks ago. Just get that, do it again, and you'll be sure. I'm sure it's gonna work. Absolutely. So I actually, I, I sadly missed your uh, presentation, which was held for between two thirty and three thirty this yes, afternoon. Yes, yes. Um, if, what, if, how if was the, the reaction of the fans? The reaction was amazing. The rea I was so overwhelmed that that you know what? It's probably glad. Um, it's probably it's probably uh, a good thing that you and a bunch of other people missed it because okay. you guys would have been standing. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> it was really nice to look out. I remember seeing a video. Um, uh, uh, I remember seeing a video of Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam in Canada in the early 90s and he was looking out at this sea of fans and he took his camera out and he just wanted to photograph everybody because it was just a special moment between the the artist and and the fans that yeah. were there and you know if I, I work giving out the thousand free t-shirts at celebration for you know putting up posters at five in the morning on the on the walkway and that sort of thing and handing out the stickers and handing out the flyers and and seeing this room full of people was just like wow you know at least the hard work's 
paying off a little bit, you know. And then when you ask a little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> when you ask everybody, have have you seen the trailer? Are you familiar with the film? The one thing you do want to do is have nobody raise their hand. You want to you want to have everybody raise their hand saying I'm not I'm not familiar with the Force Among Us because we wanted to tell a new audience about our film because we've had on our website we've had uh, ten thousand hits from thirty six different countries. That's ten thousand people that know about our film in two months in such a short time. You know, so it was great to come to Celebration Four and for somebody to go No, I've never heard about your film. Come to the panel. We'll show you. You know, and the cool thing about the the trailer that we played, it was that old school Star Wars feeling where everybody laughs or everybody uh, you know sighs or what whatever the emotion at the same time. You yeah, know? the same reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. I thought that was very very cool. And and the Q and A was just. It was long. It, it was. Uh, we got some really good. Got some bad questions, but we got some really good questions. The first guy that sat down, he was like part of some like UFO cult, you know? (laughs) And I was just like, if we put people like him in the film, we're in trouble, you know? (laughs) I've never met anybody like this guy. And he's like, I want you to give this to, to Jim Lucas. And I'm like, Jim, who the hell is Jim Lucas? And then after a while, I'm like, he was thinking George Lucas, and we're not even affiliated with Lucasfilm, you know. Yeah, that's it. So it's like this guy just doesn't have a. It was good to have him in the audience, you yeah. know. But it was it was just it was crazy it was crazy. And uh, the cool thing is is that, uh, and I have to say too, I got to give a shout out to Official Picks because Official Picks had us in their autograph area signing with Dan Matson. Okay. And there was a lot of back and forth to make that happen, but Dan knows a lot of people. Dan Matson knows a lot of people with Lucasfilm. He talked to the right people. And we just had, we were there for an hour, and we always had people there, you know. Um, what was the question you just said? <laughs> 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 I'm like going off on a tangent here, you know. Oh, the, the, the response. Re- the response the re- yeah, the response the was great. I mean, you know, it was it was so cool that I, I announced that we were going to give out free posters in the room. And there was just like, I don't know, there was there was all these people waiting in line. And, and wanting to get, and I'm, I'm really a nobody. I have to be signing autographs on our poster next to Dan Matson, the founder of Celebration, and the guy that, like, I was reading his work in the early 90s, and he's next to me, and I got a green VIP tag on. I'm like, somebody pinch me really hard, man, because I got to wake <laughs> up, you know? It's just, it's, it's crazy. I know, like, all these guys, like Seth Green and Seth McFarlane, they're like, oh, yeah, we love Star Wars, we love Star Wars. Yeah. But those guys are big names, you know? I mean, those guys are big names, and they're working with some big people. We're little guys. Hacking away at the, you know, hacking away at this, climbing up this big, big mountain. And we're taking these little footsteps off this huge mountain. And it's like, we keep seeing these nice, positive things going and happening for us. And somebody pinch me and wake me up, you know? It's, have you met, have you met Chris Gore? He was actually here this week. I, I know, uh, I know he was, he actually came by this, uh, this hotel's bar. Cause I came down, I, I went downstairs and he was there. And I just said, hey, Chris, cause I met him at the last celebration. And uh, I wish I'd gotten his reaction on the, the 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 Clone Wars trailers because that was something. Did you actually see the Clone Wars trailer during the, the celebration? No, and you know what? Every time I hear the Clone Wars, I still think of the animated series that 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 came out. Yeah, you know. And actually, I'm a uh, Columbia College graduate. Okay. And the guy that did the Clone yeah. Wars, he's from Columbia College as well. And for some reason, he also has a Blo Koon uh, 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 likeness. I'm I'm sorry. Say again. He also likes Plo Koon. 
Oh, he does. Just like you. Oh, I didn't know that. What's with Columbia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was I was kind of disappointed in the old school uh, in the old school um, uh, Clone Wars. I call them the old school Clone Wars because of course yeah. the new ones coming out. But I didn't. You didn't. I expected more of the Jedi Council in there. I'm a huge fan of the Jedi Council, and there were very very small scenes with those guys in there. I'm really hoping that the all the characters, all the sideline characters that we love, you know, uh Tian Medin and Plo Koon and Eth Koth and Agent Kohler and, and all these side characters is extreme and all the rest. Yeah, Sessi Teen, you know, and I'm I'm hoping that uh and Bail Organa, of course, uh Jimmy I'm surprised Jimmy Smith wasn't here because he probably lives like walking distance from the convention center, you know? But all these characters that we love that didn't get a lot of screen time in the in the in the uh prequels. I'm really hoping this uh live action TV show really delivers. Yeah. You know? Maybe we'll even see Bosk and IG-88 and, you know, all these old school characters. That'd in there, be awesome, know? actually. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be brilliant, you know. Spe- especially after IG's uh, presence at the fan uh, movie challenge this weekend. So <laughs> No, I, I missed, I missed, missed that. that. Yeah. It was, it, there, there was actually a, a prize won. What was the movie called? Uh, Best Animation. Best Animation. It was uh, IG-88 Dancing... Dancing World. Wow. Wow. That's the, pretty the, cool. The fan movie that won. Yeah. If we do, you know, we, we did miss a lot, actually. That was. <laughs> yeah. That's just like, you get a little green. You know, thing. I'm very, very happy to know that Chad Vader had won the fan film awards because Fred Seba, the guy that's partners with Frank Yario, who's, Fred Seba's working on our film, The mm-hmm. Force Among Us, and he is, uh, his brother-in-law is the guy that was behind the concept of Chad Vader. So there's almost like this connection that the Force Among Us has with Chad Vader, you know. And it's I was, linked. Yeah, I was very happy uh, to know that they won, and that was another reason why we didn't enter our film into that award because I I, I would have had a I, I don't know if I would have wanted to lose to Chad Vader, you know. I, I don't know if I would have taken <laughs> that too lightly, you know. I, I love those. I love those guys, though. I, I know they made. Um, we just did a film festival in Chicago where they had. Um, it's called Death of a Pumpkin. You know? Okay, and uh, it was it won the um, third third prize at this convention uh, at this film festival. So now we're really getting off the subject. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. We're, I mean, we're here. We're talking about fandom, and that's basically what's behind this show. Because Star Wars on Direct, as you can somewhat see on the poster over there, is the voice of Star Wars fandom. So and the guys from Chad Vader, they they do a lot more other independent films than Chad Vader. You know, so I guess I guess well they I have their own website, don't they? Um, yeah, they have a produ- the name. I can't remember the name of their production company, for the life of me. But let me just Google it. There, I cannot remember. Chad Vader. I, I wonder where they <laughs> where they came up with this. Chad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's shot really well. The quality is the quality is over the top. I mean, it's really it's really really nice. The and first. they've been they, they've been getting more and more famous all throughout the the, the the few past months actually, so yeah, which is what 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 number are they? They're number they're on the they're on the top ten of all the YouTube hits, you know. So to all the listeners of Star Wars and Direct, go to YouTube and Google or not Google, but search The Force Among Us, you know, and make us and, in the top ten, and we'll see your trailer. <laughs> Perfect, you know. We'll definitely have to go check that out. Yeah, and for those of you that uh, missed the panel, uh, we put the Celebration 4 uh, trailer that we had made for our panel up on YouTube. But it's actually in two parts because I guess YouTube, they can only take 10-minute long yeah. uh, segments. 
So, um, and ours was 15 minutes. So okay. it's, it's in two parts. And I believe the Norway footage is in the first part on the YouTube trailer. Why don't you Google video it yeah, then? Yeah, make them watch both to find it. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. You should Google video it then. Because on Google video, you can actually go further than 10 minutes. Oh, really? So, really? Yeah. Take a look into it. I think, I think Frank wanted to be a part of that whole YouTube community, you know? I mean, it's like, it's kind of one of those. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've actually invented something, uh, with Hottery. Uh, oh no, actually, it was one of my friends when I was working on, at TV, uh, actually a few, a few months back. We we said, you know what? That's a tubable video. <laughs> and uh, that's funny. That we just ever since then it was like, okay, well, when there's a something tubable, right? That's a YouTube right yeah, video. absolutely. And we were thinking, we we're talking about uh, what's the um, the name of the production company that's behind Chad Vader? It's Blame Society. Blame Society Productions. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, they they have a, all, all their films are all their films are great. So if you love Chad Vader, you'll love everything else they've done. Really cool, you and it's all short film that. stuff, five ten minutes long, you know. So, so now Star Wars celebration is over. What's next for you guys at the Force Among Us? Uh, we're gonna go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> we are gonna go to the bar. No, actually, um, we come back from Celebration Four, and we have a pre we have a preview screening of our um, movie. On May 30th, it's May the 30th be with you. I guess that was something that the venue had uh, crafted up. It's uh, actually in Lake County, Illinois, uh, in the same area that Patrick Reed Johnson, the director from 52577, uh, they're actually working a lot at the school, the College of Lake County, and we're showing our film there. So there's like this crazy presence of Star Wars, you know, at the, uh, at the college there. The and essence of the force is yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, man. I was getting calls. We, we were like still like, we weren't even halfway through our film and we were getting calls. Yeah. You guys are filming where 525 is editing. We need to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, the press is already calling us. It's great yeah, news, it. you know? So we're, we're showing our, uh, our sneak preview there. Then from, uh, that that's on the thirtieth. So I get home late tomorrow at like one in the morning. Go to the venue, show the movie. I haven't even seen the cut that they put. This is going to be called the crew cut. Is okay. what it is, you know. And then, um, and then on June first, I have to go uh, to AdventureCon in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll be there for three days. We're on the panel there. And I come home and I figure out all the money that we spent at Celebration Four. You know, <laughs> kind of get the finances round, you know, rounded up, and then realize kinda, you need to get a third job. <laughs> yeah, I'll go fourth job at this point, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I want to in June. I want to. I would like to talk to you about, uh, you know, the people in Canada and and trying to finish our our uh, our summer uh, convention booking, you know, and 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 get in get onto these events because our movie's fresh right now. I don't know if the Force Among Us will be accepted at conventions in two years from now maybe they will maybe they will but you know yeah if they're if they're showing the star wars special edition at celebration four you know we'll <laughs> probably we'll, we'll be wearing our green pass at uh our green vip pass at uh celebration 10 you know yeah. <laughs> well let me just say chris that right now i wanted to confirm the dates for uh fan expo 2006 and uh, Canadian National Fan Expo 2006 will be taking place on at the end of August. And I'm trying to get the date from the website. Is from August 24th to the 26th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, which is right downtown Toronto. 
I think you can still get some rooms at the Intercontinental. I was going to ask you if I can, if we can crash on your floor. <laughs> uh, you know what? I wouldn't have anything about uh, against it. I know uh, there's actually a few people in our room, but I'll definitely be look, looking into that. And you don't you know. live in that neighborhood. No, we don't. Okay, okay. No, Canada is actually quite big. Uh, oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, if North America <laughs> was actually a prison, <laughs> we're bigger. We're on top, and, so and you'd people, be the bitches. And people in Holland <laughs> don't walk around in wooden shoes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the people in Australia don't ride around on kangaroos and oh, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. our entire vision of the world is crumbling. <laughs> oh <laughs> and, no! See, I'm I'm concentrating on exactly, exactly. See, I'm Pacific fo- water is quite cold. I can I can I can <laughs> testify to that. <laughs> I, I got to focus on breaking one stereotype at a time. Right now, it's a Star Wars fan, you know? <laughs> and then we'll do, we'll we'll start doing this. Then uh, we'll do the ruse and National the, the Geographic <laughs> documentaries, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but no, definitely, um, I'll look into it. Because I'd love for you to uh, be able to crash on our floor, and uh, <laughs> it just depends if there if there's the space. But I if think there's if there's rooms left, maybe the Marriott Rewards points will come in. And and I do want to since I'm on your show and we're live, I do want to remind people if I can do a little plug here. Uh, we've pressed 1977 DVDs. Okay. And we call it our 30 year celebration edition. All right. And when we say celebration, we're not talking about Star Wars celebration. We're talking about 30 years of celebrating being a fan. Mm-hmm. Of the movie, you know, and if we still have vials of sand from Tunisia, okay, that we are giving away for free. Uh, oh, really? When you pre-order the DVD, and we have right now, we have free shipping worldwide, you know, okay, worldwide. So, and the reason so why we wanted to do that again? free, <laughs> yeah. The reason why we wanted to do the free shipping thing is because we really wanted to to do the um, release the film in May. And we just, you know, going to Norway and being part of Celebration 4, it really put the post-production schedule, it really pushed it back, you know. So we said, why not free shipping? I mean, we really want to give to the fans, you know. We, I mean, I saw like Starwood Special Edition selling for twenty nine ninety nine, and you don't even get sand with that movie, you know. <laughs> And that doesn't even no, include no. shipping, but you know? But you do get a lot of shit, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do. And, you know, I, I don't know if no, you guys have... Uh, we, we've actually <laughs> interviewed uh, Martin in the past, and uh, the Star, <laughs> Star Wars is a special documentary of, of its own. I Actually, I, I have, like, a different class for that, you know. Right. It's really the fan documentary. It's not a documentary about the fans. It's difference i mean that is it's a, a fan story it's, it's a, a foreign it's a fan of film it's, it's a, a fan film that, that's something that you would see in a fan film room at celebration one even you know and that, that was part of that whole era. and uh, you know i gotta tell you i cannot compete with george and me the documentary that came out in the uk our story can compete with it but the price can't i okay. bought the movie because it was five pounds and shipping was included and they, they, they were doing a special and i'm like wow how can you compete with that price, you know? So I, I did buy that one, and I had sent them an email saying, hey, I bought your movie. Now you got to buy our movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, of course, they didn't email me back. And, and that, that's another thing. If anybody ever wants to know about, you know, going to Tunisia, going to Norway, if they have any questions for us at all, I am, I am the most accessible person. And you actually have, for some among us, Norway shirts on we, your website. Yeah, the, the the photo of the Norway shirt is actually not 
doesn't look appealing. Okay. Uh, it's it's hanging on a hanger in my bathroom. <laughs> You know, but I wanted to get it up there. I mean, you need to wear it and take a picture and then put it back on the website. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, if you look at the other shirt, the stereotype shirt, it's, yeah. it's the layout, you know. But I tell you, Celebration 4, it was like we there was so much time and so much preparing to get ready for it. We, we dropped the ball on some of the things, you know. So we're going to uh, upgrade the Norway uh, the Norway T-shirt for sure, the photo of it at least. And... um Uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much. You know, I could talk about this for for hours, but I'm sure your show is not that long. You know. Oh, no, actually, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Last celebration we had, Karen Travis and Matthew Woods at the show, and the show lasted for five hours. So really, really? you know what? I'm sitting. Are you comfortable? I mean, you're you're the one. Who's you know what? I can team. I can use a beer right now. <laughs> I can use a beer right now. But actually, what's are you XL? Uh, yes, I'm XL. Did you get a shirt? I did, actually. It's right here. You know, here here's another one. A second one. Here's another awesome. one. Yes. Yes. There's another More one. More propaganda. Uh, anybody All else? Right. XL. Yeah, how about these guys in Australia? You XL? Yeah. Australia. You XL. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a XL. T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> here you go, man. That's awesome. Two. You know, and these shirts are not free, but for you guys, they are free. So. All right. Well, I I'm telling you what. Right now, I'm on the website. I can see the price for the DVD is 1977. Yes, yes. Which is really nice. <laughs> uh, the first thing I do when I get home and back to my credit card, I will okay. order it. <laughs> Since the credit cards were left at home for right, obvious yeah, yeah. <laughs> Self control, you know. That's it. And I'll definitely be looking into uh, trying to get you uh, at Fan Expo. Uh, you'll get an email, and they'll get an email of your with your contact information, what you do. Uh, because Fan Expo is actually an awesome place for you to. We would love you. You know what? That. I have to say, there's always. You know, I I, I gotta say that you know, being in America, yeah. you always hear these jokes about Canada, and okay. I I don't find that funny. You know what jokes? I don't even I just made one earlier, but I, nobody actually got no, it. No, <laughs> I, I don't. Even, I don't even listen to. It, but there's a, there seems to be this uh, this strife between Americans and Canadians. You know. You I know what? I think it's really just seemingly because they are in all honesty connected to the. I don't believe continent. there's actually any Canadians that aid the American that much. And I don't believe that there's any American that hate the Canadians that much. No, it's not like a, it's not like a North versus the South. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> you know? it. You know? It's it's not like that. So I would love to go all over the world and tell people about our film. You know, I think it would be great. I have never been to Canada. I would love okay. to go to Canada. And you know, when we going back to your question, what is next for the Force Among Us? It's just really attending all these events. You know. Um, Celebration 4, of course, is probably one of the biggest events that we've been to, but we cannot forget about the other other conventions. Well, There's judging by the 25,000 Star Wars fans and the fact that your documentary is about Star Wars fans. Yeah, I mean, Star, Star Wars, Wars fans are everywhere, you know? So, and there there's a go. lot. I know there's, um, you know, snowtroopers.ca? Yes, I do. They are very cool in their forums. We, we go. Actually, our friend uh, Ealing, uh, who's part of the the, the the troopers in Calgary. Uh, he's in this hotel right now. He might actually be showing up uh, tonight. I saw I somebody with the Snow Troopers yeah. uh, shirt on, actually. Yeah. And we, we got it. And actually, we've had a lot of people order our DVD from Canada. Okay. You know, uh, we've actually had people from all over the world order our DVD. So uh, there, there's this following that's being, uh, you know, that's starting from Canada as well, you know. So 
Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, we're going to do our very best to get you to Fan Expo, whatever it takes. That would be cool. And I'm going to try my very best so you can book w- your October 13th to the 15th right. weekend because I'm going to try my best to get you back in Montreal. I, you know what, too? Um, when That minute I met George Lucas, George Lucas came out with Hayden Christensen. Okay. And he came out with Ian McDermott. And in 2000, um, I had actually went to the Almeida um, I think it's called the Amita Theater. It's the one that uh, Ian McDermott ran. Okay. He he owned and operated the theater. And me and my friend uh, Duffy uh, had went down to the theater, and we're like, is Ian McDermott around? And they're like, well, you got to go to his rehearsal place. So we went to his rehearsal spot, and it's raining. And we have these uh, autograph, you know, these, uh, I had a Star Wars insider, and my friend had some yeah. stuff for him to sign. And we waited in the rain for two hours. And it was it was like an awning like this short, you know, so we're standing there like this. <laughs> and every time somebody came out, we're like, do you know if Ian McDermott would talk to us, you know, or came all the way from the States? We always use this, we came all the way from the States thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the line that we, we say to these people. And two hours later, Ian McDermott comes out. And now we're like, oh, crap, now what do we do, you know? <laughs> and he... Would Ian McDermott talk to us? <laughs> he, 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 turns, he turns around, he locks the door, and we're just standing there going... You know, like this, because this is a guy that doesn't sign, he doesn't yeah. make appearances, you know, and here we are outside his rehearsal place, and he leaves, and I'm like, Ian McDermott, you know, we came all the way from the States, we'd like to buy you, there you go again, we'd like to buy you a cup of tea, you know, and he looks at his watch, he's like, I'm afraid, boys, I don't have time for that, and he walked away, and my friend was like, how about an autograph, and Ian McDermott stops and turns around in the rain, he goes, I got time for an autograph, boys, and he comes up. And he signs our stuff for us, and it was just, it was crazy. So when Lucas, this is Celebration Day in London, uh, when Lucas walked out, yeah. and behind him was Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott. I'm like, I got Ian McDermott's, and I'm like, boy, Hayden, it'd be nice to get Hayden's, you know, it'd be nice to get Hayden's autograph for Wouldn't sure. <laughs> and the guy that was next to me is like, Hayden's got a long career ahead of him. You'll be able to get Hayden when he's 70 at worst, you know. <laughs> Lucas, he's getting older, you know. He's not going to be around forever. And, you know, he's going to make a few more films and that sort of thing. So I was like, George, I came all the way from the States, you know. So I would love to come to Canada, and uh, especially if uh, Hayden's going to be there. I think that would be really cool. So. Well, I can tell you right now, for those of you who don't know the roster for Fan Expo 2007, again, taking place at the Metro Toronto Convention Center, uh, from August 24th to the 26th, the guest roster so far includes Aiden Christensen, Jake Lloyd, David Prowse, Daniel Logan, and Aaron Yonder, the internist Chad Vader, is going to be there. So you have to come now. <laughs> oh, wow. it's, it's all the Vaders. Because Matt Slum's <laughs> also going to be there. So it, what else can I say? Plus, all these great artists are also going to be there. And I mean, like, Matt, actual artists. Matt Sloan, he was the guy that wore the Plo Koon outfit, yeah? Uh, it's a possibility, yeah. Different Matt Sloan. Yeah. Okay, the that's that is two different guys. He's okay. the creator, writer, and director of Chad gotcha. but, but Matt Sloan, for Lucasfilm, he was the guy that was Plo Koon, right? Yeah. But two different, same name, two different films, of course. Exactly. So. As, so, as it so often ha- happens. So what is, what is your plan after Celebration 4? I mean, Well, after Celebration 4, my plan is to actually put the website up to date, try to get the archives running and back online, have the podcast back online. And, of course, uh, we're going to do all this and keep on doing shows. 
and we usually do show about every two weeks. Yep. So that's gonna we'll get you in the sequel. The force among <laughs> the force is still among us. Awesome. <laughs> actually, actually, you see where Star Wars on Direct, uh, the, the 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 cast of Star Wars on Direct 2.0 is is supposed to be in the sequel of uh the 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 Millennium Millennium Zen Defend Menace, and um, I still have to see the movie. I so I just can't wait. I don't know what what do you guys think if they made a Trekkies two and they made a Star oh, they already Wars have a Trekkies two. Yeah, they did. But if since they did yeah. make that and they made a Star Wars. Special edition. Yeah. Don't you think a Force Among Us sequel would be kind of cool? I you think know? it's. You know? I, I don't. I don't think. I, I think it's a necessity. That's all. Right. <laughs> so be careful, because you've got a lot of hours in front of you. Yeah. No, I do. I. I, I know to do all this again. Th- then I'd have to be. I hopefully they're knocking on our door saying, "Here's some money. Here's a paycheck at the end of each week to make the sequel." You know, that would be nice. I, w- I don't know if I could do this whole grassroots guerrilla filmmaking guerrilla marketing thing over and over again. I know I'm 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 having a not having a tough time getting through it, but it's it's very very tired when you don't get the financial backing from the studios and you don't have the distribution. So did you at least get the chance to go to Shane Felix uh, interview uh, Shane Felu interview uh, panel this weekend? The basement movie making. No, no, I did because I, I was thinking about it, but at the same time, it's like it wasn't really, you know. No, I didn't. I, I didn't go. I. You know what? I, I didn't want to pa- go to a panel for somebody to tell me how to make a film after we just made one, especially a basement film. You know, Base, yeah. basement filmmakers don't fly to Norway. You know, <laughs> so I, I was I hoping that you. I was hoping that they would maybe ask me. To do a panel at Celebration Five, how to make films, you know. So, but no, I, I missed that one. So, Chris, with the background that you've got, I'm sure you didn't actually need it because I think you already know the three easy steps to make a movie: pre-production, production, and post-production. Absolutely. So. <laughs> and you know what? the The guy that made uh, that dog movie, Eight Below, Eight, yeah. Eight Below. He, I remember watching the behind the scenes, and he said, "There's three there's there's three different stages of a movie there's the movie you write the movie you shoot and the movie you edit and i can't even remember his name but after hearing him say that that was so that was like the inspiration behind the force among us just okay. that guy saying that it was like wow because you know when you set, when you set out to write a movie you do see a change yep. and and you and if you want to control it too much and you hang on to it too tight in the end it's just not going to come out great. No, you're just going to be very disappointed in yourself. That's, that's when you know? I have to, I must quote Troy Denning on this and say, making a movie is just like the flow of a river. You have to go with it and not against it. Absolutely. Because otherwise you're going to, you know, just distort the, the, the flow of the river and the end result, you'll see some troubles. I think oh. you're getting the... Uh, I know everybody, uh, <laughs> th- there's no beer in anybody's hand and we're off to the bar. So, well, th- thank you for having uh, Thank you for having me on the show. Chris, thank and, you very uh, much. We'll see you in Canada. Oh, definitely. But before you leave, you have to do a little bit, a little something for me. Everyone we get on Star Wars on Direct, they do a little liner for us. Now, the liner goes very simply like this. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm the director of The Force Among Us and you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. So... Whenever you're ready, just go. My name is... My name is? Well, hi. My name is... (laughs) Hi. My name is Christian Mock. I am the co-director, producer, and writer of The Force Among Us, and you are listening to Star Wars and Direct. 
That's perfect. One take. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm really, really, really not uh, a difficult okay, guy. Thanks again, man. Thank you very much for coming, and uh, we'll see what we can do to get you in Montreal and uh, even in Toronto at the end of August. Uh, do, you e- do you have an email address? How do I get in touch with you? I do believe I gave you my card. If not, here's a misprint one, <laughs> which are really, really disgusting. But you get my email on that, and uh, I think I can get your email from the website. Perfect. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to send an email to uh, the guys at the <clears throat> at Toronto Trek. Send an email to the guys at Fan Expo and send an email to the guys who are in charge of concept. And I will see to it that you're also in CC and you get together and decide whatever to do. And we also mentioned another convention before when we first started talking. It was the guys from Fan Expo, from Fan Expo and... Where else? I don't remember either, but I'll listen back to the uh, to, to the audio bits, and uh, you don't have anything to worry about. So, actually, do you have any more of those? I do. Or do you mind? Because I mean, as you as you see, I like decorating my laptop. <laughs> so, I'll definitely pass those around. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming, all of you. And uh, we'll get you back on the show as soon as uh, as I've seen the D- the DVD. Okay. Oh, Chris Gore is the other guy I have to get to get you in touch with okay. from filmtrad.com. Yeah, yeah, MG, yeah. We we begged and pleaded. For, we, I was on my hands and knees at the G4 thing. Well, sorry, you, you know what? Forget forget everything about the G4 thing. What you need is Chris Gore because he's the guy who's actually going to put you on DVD Tuesday okay. once your DVD releases. All right, man. So, Thanks, Chris. Man. May the force be with you. I'll have to remember that. All right. Short break. Holy crap! Uh, I just want to say that I've got I've just got some uh, news from France actually, and apparently uh, somebody talked to Ben Stevens at Celebration Four, and uh, Aiden. Must might have been actually uh, negotiated for <laughs> Celebration 4, but he couldn't come. And apparently, if he goes to Fan Expo, the autographs will be going for $100 to $150. This is... I don't believe this. <laughs> I just don't believe this. All right, now off to the beer. <laughs> All right. So, um, since my uh, dear coworker asked for a uh, short break, I'm going to go into the uh, Celebration 4 files, which are right here. <laughs> what are you going to come up with? Sebastian? I don't know. I'm, I'm taking one out of the pot. I have no clue what this is. It lasts. It's lasting for 75 minutes. 75? That's a big yeah. break. <laughs> Okay, I know what it is now. Oh, actually, well, before we go to break, the leader, you want to say hi to everyone on the on the on the site? Just put this on. Just do it. Just 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 put this on. Hi, Lita from New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, she came to Montreal last October. Yes. Hopefully it was she's fun. Gonna, hopefully she's gonna be back this year. I again. plan to. 
All right. Will you be at uh, Fan Expo if Aiden's there? No, unfortunately, I won't be. Oh, um, that's too bad. But uh, because I, I go to Dragon Con every year, and that runs sort of near around the same time. Yeah, it does. Labor Day it's, weekend. It's the, it's the weekend just the before. States, right. Yeah. So um, I, I go to that, and uh, that's quite a trip. So uh, and uh, actually, this year, I'll be in it out here in California uh, the week before that. So it won't be possible for me, but I'm looking forward to concept again that was a blast last year all right well hopefully maybe this year we'll actually get chris and his documentary to come by and that gonna, would be neat yeah it promises to be very interesting i heard a lot of buzz talk about this all all weekend but i never yeah. actually i never actually stumbled across it you know wasn't so. it informative <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also jeremy bullock might be coming to montreal interesting Good. so we're waiting to hear from that nice uh how you been Oh, I've been good. I've been, I mean, I had a great time this weekend. It was much different than indie. Although, okay. uh, you know, it was nice and calm and I got to see everybody. And, you know, that's one of the best things about having a, a Star Wars celebration is that you get to see, uh, all the people that you chat with online and stuff. And, uh, all the people that you have found camaraderie with mm-hmm. online and you all get together and, and 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 see each other and it's like a big family and tell me how was c4 for you c4 was relaxing oh really yes did we, did we attend the same convention it was relaxing <laughs> because i came actually i i came with uh not 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 anticipating with without expectations okay I didn't Was try this to, your first celebration? No, I've been to two before this. I thought I was going to be able to do the Jayla Gaia thing because <laughs> for those of you who weren't here this weekend, Jayla Gaia, the, the master, master of ceremonies for Celebration for Concourse Theater, um, he just had this great skit through the entire weekend where he was just saying, you know, when this is your first convention, people will just look at you, tilt their head on the side and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you enjoyed yourself. Very I much. did. I did. And, and, you know, the different, at C2 was, was actually C2 was my first convention. And I was just overwhelmed and going, oh my God, there's people that like, you know, do the costuming because I do the Jedi costuming. I said, you know, people are as into this as I am. This is crazy, you know, as I come from a little town and never, you know, everybody's a soccer mom, you know, and, and. You know, it's hard to find people that that I have this in common with. And when you come to one place, it's like it's it's overwhelming. It's, it's refreshing. And but C C three, I did know quite a few people. But unfortunately, right before I left in my car to drive from New Jersey to Indianapolis, I had to have a tooth pulled. Oh, um, that same morning. In an emergency, so uh, it wasn't. I, I walked around that whole weekend, going like, like with my hand on my jaw, going, "I can't believe I'm volunteering, <laughs> and I can't stand up straight or talk straight." But um, so C C three was a little bit uh, was crazy for me, and so I came to C four with lower expectations, and uh, where they but, all met? Hmm. Where they all met? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I came with lower expectations and 
what I found was something completely different. You know, I found no lines and I found, since I wasn't ex expecting to be, you know, something fantastic, everything was up, you know, was to my satisfaction. The only, I, I just did, I did miss one panel that I wanted to see because the room was full. Which one was it? I wanted to see the behind the scenes of the animated TV series, upcoming TV series okay. of Clone Wars. And I think that, um, they, they underestimated how many people would actually be interested in that. And the theater that that was in was particularly small for the amount of people that were in, came to see it. So yeah. all three shows were, were closed out. And, uh, I, I was disappointed that I couldn't get into that, but I got over it. It passed. I'm actually sorry for you because it was quite the experience. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, It was quite amazing. And I feel sorry for John, too, because he also <laughs> missed it. And he, and he got to see it on StarWars.com. So yeah, yeah, I figured I could catch any of this online when, at some point. So, um, Although it wouldn't be as impressive as being in a digital theater to see it, but, you know. So what are you up to now? Going back to your room? Packing for going back to New Jersey? I'm already packed, pretty much. And I look at my stuff and I think, like, you know, I'm 80% on the way there. And yeah. then I look at all this stuff that's out here. The new shirt that I just got from Chris. <laughs> I'm like, I need a I shirt. I think I might have a spot right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my bed still has all stuff on it. Stuff that I have to pack. I still I didn't pack my laptop, but that's last. <laughs> well, you said you needed a shirt. Would yeah, you like I need an XL one? Yeah, sure. Well, Lita, yeah, here is the oh, blue shirt that Chris thank you, thank you. got me. I actually wore it for a day, so do wash it before you actually <laughs> wear it. <laughs> uh, you're gonna float in that because it's an XL. Yeah, that's that's cool. But it's cool, you know. Do wear it around because uh, definitely, it's uh, it seems it, it promises to be a very interesting uh, documentary. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm gonna visit the website when I go back to my room. Yeah. I'm gonna stumble back to my room. And you mentioned that uh, you were part of some some soccer mom society. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't. No, uh, no. <laughs> But where you come from? There's a lot of soccer moms. Well, But you know, I come from a small town in in, in New Jersey. How are the fans in your in your area? Because one thing I didn't mention with Chris was there's actually a lot of Star Wars gamers also. Right. And do you know any of those? No, I don't know any Star Wars gamers in my area. Most of the people that I know that do any of the gaming are online. And most of the people my age are, you're not going to find a Star Wars fan that, What, that's that my age. 32? 43. Oh, come on. And with, Stop it. with kids and, you know, it's like, The kids come, my, my son's friends come over to my house and they see all the, the swords on the wall and the lightsabers in the dining room hutch, you know, instead of the china. And they're like, you know, this is kind of cool, but weird, but cool, you know, and, and it's just different. But and the best time was when we built it. the Vader in the front yard, the snow Vader. That okay. was great. <laughs> that was great. We almost called the newspaper for that one, but. And you see, it's like people actually have these preconceptions about us. Right. And like the cowboy hats and the, you know, yeah, well, the whole nut bit. <laughs> exa exactly things, exactly things like that. But it's kind of, you know, sad and odd because come to think of it, 
we're not the worst fans out there. And there are fans. Trust me. I mean, I was recently um, interviewed for a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they sat someone be- right next to me. And one of the things he said was, well, when I first walked in and I saw all of you guys in costume, I was ashamed. I didn't know how to feel. And this comes from the mouth of a guy who actually poses himself nude and takes his picture and put it right next to the Princess Leia and Slave Leia bikini picture and, you know, does the whole BDSM kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was ashamed of us. The Photoshop uh, fantasy thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I'm like, and you were ashamed. Yeah. That's I'm a- not ashamed of what you do. I, I can understand. I can't relate. I do not comprehend. But I can understand. Right. That, you know, you have this fantasy and you're sort of living it out with your heart because the guy's an artist and he actually has an exposition. Right. Do you have to be naked? Because right. he's like whole naked. We could actually see his lightsaber. Right. <laughs> Not really something that is needed, you know. <laughs> right. At least blur it, aren't? But no. Yeah. But it's like people they see lightsaber and all right, they yeah. just like jump and but what's happening? Yeah. But lightsabers are a thing that we might not see for for, for a very long time with Master Replica, resigning right. the least the license the license right. to uh, the Lucasfilm. Yep. There was actually a petition this weekend apparently save Master Replica. Oh really? And I'm wearing a button right now, and so is my friend. Uh, from Australia, so. Oh, okay. Well, I'm interested in seeing who picks up the license. I'm interested in seeing if someone will actually pick up the license. Right. Okay. Sure. What? Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw Erica walk in with the, uh, the helmet, and it was, you know, <laughs> it was actually on the side, and it looked like a heart-shaped kind of cushion. And I like, what the? What's what? What's going on? Am I missing something here right now? <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, it's not. So you had great fun this weekend? I had great fun this weekend. I heard you actually came and you actually wore a slave Leia costume? No, that was not me. That wasn't you? No, that was my friend Jenny. That was your friend Jenny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she had her slave Leia. Was she part of the, uh, the, the, the two o'clock slave Leia? Yes. At Jabba the Hutt? Yes. Chaos? Mm-hmm. Now, yes, she was. I want to, I want to, Rise my hat to the guys uh, in the 501st and also all of the Rebel Legion volunteers because they did an awesome job all through the course of the weekend. Yeah. And I'm saying awesome, but it's actually the, the word that comes to mind is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was very well there were, organized, there was I think. much fewer 501st than, you know, we usually saw right. in the more central convention. And... It was really interesting. I'd have to say the world I saw a lot more Jedi this time. Yeah. Then maybe maybe it's because there were less five oh first that the Jedi start were standing out, but it just seemed to be that there were a lot more there were a lot more al- alternative costumes, so Star Wars. Yeah. And of course the two Jack Sparrows that were floating around. Yeah, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, well, that's that's basically the five oh first guy and. Oh, I saw the the guy slave Leia. Yeah, I saw her. A, I, I saw her yeah. slash him. Yeah. 
I found in general there were a lot less costumes this time around yeah. than at Celebration 3. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little disappointed that there weren't more people in costumes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, right. True. Yeah. I just find it's fun to see how many people, you know, dress and who they choose to personify right. in costuming. So. I think, I think, um, Partly, too, some of the people that actually come to the conventions, they come to see the people in costume as well. So I think it makes it a, a, an important aspect of the, of the convention itself is the, the, cost, the fans who costume. You yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. Without them. Right, and the fans that participate, you know, in the fan hall. and, and uh, I actually did a little bit uh, with Karen Travis in the fanfare hall. Uh, the What people were actually listening earlier was um, the uh, interview with Troy Denning that we did also throughout the course of the weekend. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was the uh, Frank DiRio's diorama okay. building yeah. skit that mm -hmm. was going on throughout the course of the weekend. And the Endor Forest really went up amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, that, was, that was really awesome. So I'm really, really happy by the fan turnout. Even though it was most probably less than the usual Star Wars celebration that we've seen in the past, right. I'm still happy about it. Is there out. a count? I didn't haven't heard an official count. There hasn't been any official count released. I'm still aiming around the twenty-five thousand fans. Yeah. Um. So are other top Lucasfilm personnel I've spoken to. Okay. Without naming any names. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, come on. I just don't want to put anyone <laughs> into trouble. <laughs> and um. I can say that I was really worried, and you can ask to Audrey, because she saw me. I was really freaking the out. First day there, when he's like, "There's no lines." There's. It's like there's, the first on Tuesday. Like, on Tuesday from four to eight, there was the first will call, and there was no line. Right. He was. This is a celebration. Packed. There is no line. Yeah. I'm. Okay. Well, it's you know it's it's Tuesday. Maybe fans will be there tomorrow. Tomorrow they'll be. They'll That's be how I felt when I walked into the the celebration Damn. store. Yeah, exactly. I Celebration store right had no in, line. And quick there was path, no the line. quick path tickets were actually absolutely useless. Right. Right. They were useless. Yep. Because the store, the way it was designed this time around, was so intelligently designed that it just went like a breeze. Mm -hmm. And all the, the people who were behind the cash registers were actually well trained to do that. Right. And they did an awesome <laughs> job. And, you know, that ir helps. <laughs> ironically enough, I got a guy who used to live in St. Lambert, which is, you know, uh, two two metro stations away from Montreal okay. on the South Shore. That's really, yeah. you know, amazing how small the world can be. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool. Seriously. Yeah. It is amazing how small the world can be. And I just couldn't believe it. Mm. But... Yeah, the store was one of the greatest highlights slash improvements from the other celebrations. And I think Peter Atkinson, if you ever listen to this, the archive of this show, <laughs> uh, you know what? You did an awesome job, you and your team at Gen Con. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no chance to actually say that during the convention. I actually crossed path with him on the tu on the Tuesday night. Mm. Uh, no, wait, on the Wednesday night. Okay. When I went in line to wait around five five thirty in the morning. 
And I was actually really scared because it was 5.30 and I was like, what, max 100 feet from the door? Yeah. And I was, jeez, that's not... What's wrong with this is, picture? It's <laughs> not regular. There's something wrong here. I, I'm, I'm starting to get scared. But or uh, there's this thing in LA where you don't go out between a certain amount of uh, period of time. And <laughs> you know what? That's what I heard. It's and like, creepy. The uh, city shuts down. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially downtown. <laughs> you know, it's because around around of... the, the Walk of Fame, the ghettos are pretty much alive. <laughs> it's that stereotype. You know, you see TV shows where you know after dark, it's just like you know strange the things going on. on the yeah, the you underworld know, the, rises. The first day we got into town, we were driving around trying to find our friend's hotel. And we drove down this one side street, and like he had these six foot fences with barbed wire across the front yeah. yards, of people's places. I'm like, this is one of those neighborhoods where we don't want to be. Let's right. turn around now and get out of here. Yeah. Excuse me for a second. I'm gonna it was, take this. It was it uh, was kind of scary. Yeah. So, yeah. It was like lock the doors, don't open the windows to anybody. Let's just get out. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of creepy. And yeah. I'm from New York area, so yeah, <laughs> that's creepy. I, I was just like. You know, this is the first time I've been in a city where I don't feel safe at night. But I mean, right. like, a lot of American cities have a reputation for not being safe at night. Right. So, you know, but in this case, like, I really feel like if I want to go anywhere after the sun goes down, right. I have to get the taxi at the front door of the mm -hmm. hotel and get them to drop me off at the front door wherever I'm going. Right. I don't want to be on the street for any amount of time at night. Right. And so... Right. It's a shame though because I'm sure there's a lot to see, but I'm just too I'm, intimidated I'm sure to go also out there. And look. It, it's 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 knowing the city. Yeah. Because you know, somebody coming to New York City, I would tell them, "Okay, go here. This is fine. Don't go there. You know, stay on this street, don't turn down that street." You yeah. know. And I'm sure it's the same, you know, in, in LA and and in yeah. bigger cities where it's fine on one block, next block over, you don't want to be. Because, see, like, Montreal's uh, a, a large city, too. Yeah. And I could be downtown at 4 in the morning. I feel really? perfectly safe. I love by Montreal. myself. Not even in a group, but by yeah. myself. I feel perfectly safe. I mean. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've been to Montreal twice, yeah. and I really love it. And hopefully I'll be back for yeah. in, in the fall. You will be back in you the fall. You will be yeah. back. <laughs> you have to go down to New Jersey and drag you up. We will. Except I promise not to get a speeding ticket on the way again. <laughs> I should have flown. <laughs> that could be an idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming, Lita. Yeah, thank you for uh, finding me in the bar. That was just... <laughs> he picked you up in the bar and he brought you up here? He found me in the bar. Oh, dear. So you see... <laughs> now I'm going to go back up. to the bar and You see, I can't beer. pick up at See, you picked up. Good job. <laughs> but there's I no talk. beer, so I got to leave. <laughs> I, told we, I told you we should have got that case of bud. There, we need a keg next time. We need a case of balls. That's what we need. That, yeah, we definitely need a case of balls. This is... <laughs> This is this is the energy drink that we've been talking about on Star Wars soundtrack forever. But yeah, we definitely need balls at the Star Wars celebration because, and I'm talking about the energy drink, John. I see you yeah. laughing uh, because he's shut grabbing up, his hostage. camera there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying that because you know what? On uh, on yeah. Thursday, I actually uh, met Blue with Buddy Burton. <laughs> from StarWars.com, and she was so tired, and I said, you know what, there's this little convenience store on Figueroa, it's not that bad, it's about 10 minutes away, and they have Red Bull and tons of other energy drink, and she <laughs> said, thank you so much, so... Yeah, that was Bonnie the other day, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yes, actually, ladies and gentlemen who listen to Star Wars on Direct and who have been for a very long time, I would like to tell you that Amy Allen has absolutely no shrug against us. And whatever happened at Celebration 3 stayed Please there. Celebration and 3. She really didn't care about the whole ride that Jedi thing. She understood it was a joke. So everything is fine between us now. <laughs> and for the record, I still love Lekus. <laughs> <laughs> Stop shaking your head. Just say it. <laughs> the Leku love. Yeah. But no. Um, and also uh, Buddy Burton, who so many of you knew. Uh, we had some problem in the in, at, at the very beginning of Star Wars on direct. Uh, I think everything really well, really turned out well, turned around, and uh, I actually get to send her a little bit of uh, coverage that we did this weekend. So cool. uh, hopefully, we'll turn out on StarWars.com. Yeah. Oh, very good. And um, apart from that, I think it was uh, it was a great weekend. Yes. For my part, I mean, when when I met some people from the. Uh, the girl from nerfurderanonymous.net, I'm sorry, I totally forget your name right now. Um, she met, she actually saw me in the autograph uh, section. And she said, you're Sebastian. I'm like, yeah, well, Chris Gore told me you were here. So it's like people that are really famous in Los Angeles are talking about me. <laughs> oh boy, how does that feel? <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little bit scared about what's <laughs> what's coming up in my life but this was a really awesome weekend and you know we met a lot of people and like john who said just like walked up to me like you're sebastian aren't you ah. i think i'm gonna have a neon sign me yes for next time you yes need a t-shirt. i am sebastian, sebastian from star wars on direct he needs a t-shirt. you're a living legend apparently yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> there we go so, Lita, thank you very much for coming. Just yes, thank God. We'll let you go off down to the bar with your other friends. Because I know there's still a few party going on, so. Yeah. A lot of fans are still not tired enough, which is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm happy about that. i got to get my shuttle out at 8, eight something tomorrow morning. Oh, you're going back. To, yeah. Yeah, I have a flight out tomorrow morning. We fly out at around 1240 or something yeah. like that, so. Yeah. We it's going to be, be a busy day at the airport. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, the TSA will. Be prepared for the thirty, the, the twenty-five thousand fans that will be going lightsabers back and the lightsabers and I don't the know. Blasters. I got my lightsabers on in my carry-on on the way here. I don't know about going back. I'm gonna. Are they master replicas? No. They're actual. I would put them in the luggage if I were you. Think. If I if I, I got them here in my carry-on, I took them out and put them in the bin with my with my laptop and my sneakers. I. And it just went right through, and nobody said a word. I think you got word. lucky, seriously, because on the TSA list of things you're allowed to carry on, this would most probably fit in as a baton or, you know. As a blunt weapon. Yeah, a blunt right. weapon. Mm-hmm. So, a blunt weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> TSA, what can I say? Yeah. So, have a great evening. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. very much for coming. You too. And uh, we'll see you in Montreal. All right. Catch you later. Bye now. So, Audrey, you were begging for <laughs> you were begging for a little break. Um, I got another skit that lasts ninety-two minutes. Let's see what this what this one is. I think this might be Billy D. Williams. I'm not sure. Oh. 
Oh, this is the breakfast.
as long as you get a recording. He did really well. He was great and really, really playful. And, I mean, so fun. I mean, you can speak to him. It was super yeah. fun. Hey, for me, it was the first one where it was the key moment, where I probably said it was more worth the entire time. Yeah. No, that's what I said the entire time. I had that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
could laugh, but we were in the archives. <laughs> <laughs>
make something that y'all would make if you had the opportunity. You'd be like, you gotta take it. And plus, we have a format where you know, seventy-five percent of the stuff people are gonna like, and twenty-five percent of people are gonna go what? But every once in a while, there's that one kid who's like a Dr. Drew bit. Every once in a while, there's something we just threw in there. And in the Star Wars special. Like, there's stuff that's just for the general public, but there's so much stuff in there specifically for y'all. I'm just saying, there's a Palestroid in there. You know what I mean? That dude's in there.
To Star Wars Celebration for special edition of Star Wars on Direct. That is correct, my friends. My 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 Aussie friend was actually just ailing me before we came back on the air. Um, no, I will be fine on alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I am actually part. You can ask Tefet right here. Uh, I actually became part of the club of the. How did you how did you say that the non-drinking the non-drinking <laughs> society the non-drinking society imagine that me a grandmaster of the la shai <laughs> that's what I was gonna say what is <laughs> part this of the about? non-drinking society you know that's what happened when a grandmaster la- and a grand la shai master actually gets a grand empty wallet of a la shai all right all right I'll take a refill thanks. I'm not a member of this non-drinking society. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what, Audrey? We're we're yeah. back here at Star Wars uh, Direct live I from know. the Holiday Inn, uh, room 507, just in case someone's listening at the Westin and they want to drop by. Right. Hi, Arnie. Hi, Mar- Marjorie. Hello. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, we knew those guys. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're better than that. Oh. <gasps> you shouldn't have said Did that. Did I say that online? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. They're also, they're, they're great for collecting news. We're actually, we, we decide to go more broader news, more fan news and all that. So, but I'll get back to you later. You're my next special guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're on the next one for the you hot wa- seat. You walked into my life just like AJ and AJ never got out. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tefet, how old are you? Thirteen. We're we're actually here with Tefet live. Uh, it's you know ten thirty, and Tefet's about getting in his evening right now because trust me, I've seen this little boy up until uh, easily what three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You've been a bad boy this weekend, haven't you? <laughs> A tired bad boy. <laughs> a tired bad boy. So, cause you've been here for the whole five days, right? Yeah. And, Tefet, you're 13 year old. Mm-hmm. That means that 10 years ago, in 1997, you were about three years old. And you got to see the entire trilogy on the theater if your mom brought you to the theater. No. But, no, she didn't? No. I saw it at my grandma's house on VHS, actually. Okay. So. And how, th- is that how you became a Star Wars fan? I watched it. <laughs> we got also our friends here from the Star Wars aficionados who are back at Star Wars Celebration 4 and uh, he was uh, just uh, whispering but it's the special edition anyways <laughs> but you, you actually got to discover Star Wars through, yeah. through those editions and uh, what what got you into uh, into the Star Wars my mom okay and Darth Vader with the lightsabers those are awesome <laughs> <laughs> well I noticed actually Audrey's going to be really not really happy because she hasn't seen it yet I'm pretty sure. So I actually I'll keep that for later just to see a surprise on her face. Uh so Tefet um what do you like about Star Wars? Everything. Just 
the humor is light. Mm. The action is pretty good. Is that what dro drove you to actually dress up for the entire five days? Uh, no, George Lucas. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because Tefet has a very nice costume. Uh, I'd say it's inspired a little bit from anime. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Final Fantasy. A little Final Fantasy. Fi a little Final Fantasy. And he's got like silverish air, which take about five minutes every morning to do. 45 minutes every... <sighs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's a pretty good five-minute job there. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes to get all silvery like that. And it's an awesome job. And he's mm -hmm. all dressed in black. And he's got pieces of armors, of armor and all that. And the giant boots, they must weigh, like each boot must, must weigh exactly the same way you do without them. About <laughs> and the bomb came! Yay! You're doomed. Sit on the bed. <laughs> so, They're about yeah, pounds it's... Each. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it's now very. Yes, this is real. The braid is real. Yeah. Congratulations, because I managed to. Oh, and she brought the official pix pictures of him, and you know what? She the first picture on top is the picture of uh, Tefet with Peter Mayhew, and uh, we know Peter very well, because he actually passed by Montreal after the premiere of episode three, and we had dinner with him that uh, same week. And that was like the really best thing ever. So this is uh this is a, a really great <laughs> picture, and we have him also standing by right next to Darth Vader, David Prowse. He thinks. <laughs> What did you think of David? He looked tired, <laughs> worn out. <laughs> it, well, you think you know after twenty five thousand fans, yeah, yeah. it gets oh, my favorite diva of them all. Anthony Daniels. Audrey just looked to be certain, I'm sure, but what do you well, think of Anthony Daniels? Divas. He was nice when I first met him. <laughs> very kind, very loving. <laughs> all right. When Didn't take a lot of breaks. So no, yeah, he's... Uh, working with the fans all the he's time. He's an awesome MC. You know what? He's a, he's a really an awesome MC and a really nice person. It's just that sometimes he tends to overdo it, but don't judge him on that because all in all, he's a real nice guy and a real nice person. Oh my god, with the entire Imperial crew right here. That's awesome. Oh, that's a good one. And and then with half of the Ewok village. Yes, the Ewoks were nice. They were nice? Yeah, oh yeah, very kind. Did you actually get to talk to Kenny? I actually, I did not get to, I talked to Kenny a little, but yeah. Debbie, this okay. one right here, yep. was very nice. So. Thanks. Audrey, I see the drinks piling up, I'm getting scared. <laughs> And uh, oh, the fets. Yes, the fets. I Which who's your favorite fet? <laughs> well, cool. I'm uh, I'm I'm tight with Daniel, so. <laughs> oh, okay. All right then. We'll we'll have to keep yeah, in right. touch with you, Tefet, yeah. because if you're actually um Jimmy, the older Boba Fett from episode four, five, and four and five, or four, four and six. I think that's a cool picture. Oh, uh, I said uh, bowed to me and said, "Welcome to the dark side." When I told him I was a bounty hunter, so. That was pretty cool. So basically, your character, the, the character that you have, is is a bounty hunter. Oh yeah, everyone needs force lightning. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, do you actually have any fanfic written on that uh, character of yours? I do not. Not right now. But it's coming up, it's, I'm sure. It's coming. So, your your bounty hunter actually uh, wields the lightsaber, and we got a picture of you with Ray Park right here. 
Yes. So that's quite nice. And Ray uh, Park is very cool. He at Dragon Con in oh Georgia. Oh my god. I I haven't I didn't get a chance to see Jake Lloyd this weekend. You didn't? Jake, but I just did. Jake Lloyd grew his <laughs> hair out a yeah. lot. I have hey, a friend who looks, looks just like that and he's twenty six. He looks very different, eh? <laughs> wow. It's funny because he looks a little bit like Hayden Christensen. If he'd had gotten his head smashed down. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I mean. It's complicated, I know. And I kept the best for last because, well, I'm a big fan of uh, all these girls on there. Amy Allen. Harley Shoshan. Okay, you can stop Mary your drooling, Sebastian. <laughs> well, I just, you know what? When when I spoke with Amy about the whole thing that happened at Celebration 3, she said, uh, don't be worried about it. And I said, well, I've been worried about it for the past two, two years. years. <laughs> and she said, oh, you shouldn't. I'm not like easily offended or anything. And I was just like, you have no idea how relieved I am right now. So, but good job. Well, my Jedi Master funded it, so. <laughs> you, you know what? A couple of years from now, you're going to go back to the yeah. ladies and you're going to say, are cool. do you remember? <laughs> Mom says, no, he's not going to go back <laughs> to the ladies. <laughs> and you just tell them, that was me. And they're going to look at him and say, oh, my God, you've grown. <laughs> and sued the whole, you know, Star Wars Episode 2 thing. So, uh, Tefet, you, is the, this I'm guessing is your first Star Wars celebration? No, I've been to Celebration 3 and 2. I don't even get to say, ah, uh, tilting my head on the oh, side sorry. like Jay said. <laughs> so oh, you, yes, this you, is my first celebration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you are at Celebration three. 2 and 3. or No, three. no 2. No 2, just 3. Just 3. Okay. How was it for you? Very cool, because it was my first convention. So and when I got there and it was 6 a.m. and it was freezing and waiting to get in line and see the actors. I'm like, okay, okay, this is fun. So. I remember those days. <laughs> I remember how cold it was in Indianapolis. <laughs> well, you choose to wear that silk dress on that day. so It got progressively colder. The the will call day, it was like 35 degrees. Oh, yeah, it was really hot. You know, and then the next day it was like 10. Freezing And cold. the next day it poured rain. And the f on Sunday it snowed. <laughs> yeah. Like what's this? So, did you get to see George Lucas? I saw George Lucas too, which wandered around the convention in a felt shirt and the gray beard and the hairstyle, and I chased him down several times, thinking it was George Lucas. So, do you, do you know what his name is? <laughs> I do not. I think it's George. His actual name is George, and he's from Indianapolis. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's a great guy. And if you ever see him again, I'm sure you recognize him because he's the tall George, as we like to refer to him. I've seen him once at Dragon Con. Okay. So. He goes around, actually, a little bit. And um, this is Celebration 4. So did you do the, the whole five days? I did. I, I got here on Wednesday and bought the tickets and okay. instead of waiting two hours in line. Yeah. And I've worked, I was here for the whole five days, yes. And how did you enjoy your time? Do you think it was better in Celebration 3? I got more stuff at Celebration 3. Here I liked it because it went a tad longer, because Celebration 3 went yeah. by quickly. But at Celebration 3, I got Rick McCollum to sign my pass. Okay. So that was cool. And I got eight Darth Vader signed David Prowse action figures. But the Darth Vader Celebration 3. And so Celebration 3 was funner because it was my first one. 
I had well, it's, it's, you never forget your first convention. I'll never forget the first one I did back in 1999, which was an old Star Wars convention, and David was present as well. So it will forever stay in my mind how I had a 35-millimeter film, and I just cracked it to the end to get a picture of him and Boba Fett going at it in a, you know, forearm matches. What do you call them? Arm wrestling? Yeah, an arm wrestling match. Oh, cool. And I broke the film in the camera, and I don't have a picture of that Ouch. particular <laughs> moment. I've actually framed the film, and I've done it in a fashion that it says, the worst error of my life. <laughs> and then there's the film that's broken. <laughs> But, um, no, seriously, it's a... Uh, did What actually... I know you're a pretty good little gamer. Yes. And I heard you were at the LucasArts booth. Uh, for a big part of the weekend. Uh, a, a couple hours, yes. Okay. And actually, there was a, a big uh, contest yesterday or today? Yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's Sunday. Well, at first, when the competition started, I didn't even know they had a tournament. So I just signed up, and two hours later, I finally finished it. And on Sunday, they had the finals. And the guy who I beat in the tournament signed up and was a finalist also. And he just slaughtered me. Cause slaughtered you? I hate Camino playing on that oh, map, okay. so I kept falling off the edges and drowning, and I was like, oh, yes, Jango would be proud. You know what? Don't worry about it. Did you actually get to, did you actually get to uh, walk around the convention center a little bit? Oh, yeah, tons. Because I just handed you uh, a, little, a little present from our friends at WizKids, uh, the Pocket TCG card game, and... You told me you didn't get any of those. No, I did not. So, you know what, Tefet, since you're 13, and you seem to be a gamer. Yes. It's my pleasure to give you a full package kit, which was exclusive to Star Wars Celebration 3. Uh, Celebration 4, actually. And uh, to make things even better, I have... Oh, wait, I'm sitting very on... Very cool. Here's a very big X-Wing pop-up replica of the same game that you can do whatever you want with it. Very cool. I figured that our, our, our friends at WizKids will, will like that, so I want to say thanks to uh, Jim for entrusting me with all of the pocket model TCG things. Uh, everyone who dropped by the room tonight actually got a little souvenir from them. Thank you very much for, uh, for, for, for this great souvenir from Celebration 4, guys. And uh, Tefit, well, I hope you enjoy uh, playing the game. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's a really easy game to play. And uh, all of this will get you started, and you even got like the little box in which you can store your little ships. Excellent. Awesome. And you know what? Over the years, um, I've come to appreciate everything that was swag, basically stuff we all get. Uh, now, Celebration 4, of course, was swag was a whole new definition of stuff we almost got. <laughs> but I know you got one of those, but I'm still going to give you another one. The Star Wars uh, Battlefront Renegade Squadron patches. Because you know what? You never got enough patches, and since you're into costuming... I think you're going to be able to use that on your next costume. So next time you show up at a LucasArts booth, they're going to be like, oh, wow, he's dressed as one of our pilots. It's awesome. Well, I got rid of this cheesy Imperial symbol, so now I can cover it up with this. There you go. <laughs> so, Tefit, I will actually um, ask you now, what was the best thing for you at Star Wars Celebration 4? Did that happen? Yep. Oh, wow. Um, can I do that in days, each day? With the best you thing? can do that in days. 
getting Carrie Fisher to sign my mom's 1977 Princess Leia doll. Figure. Yes, okay. that was awesome. And the next day, I was in a costume contest and almost won. I I came in fourth place, but fourth place. It's it's very respectable. And sa uh, Friday, I or Saturday, I won the tournament. <laughs> okay. And on Sunday, yeah, my that's friend a, you just you just bought the surprise. I just wanted to to show Audrey. This is the Yoda saber from Master Replica. Oh, I've seen them, but I you just don't them? have one yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's about to come. Yeah. On Sunday, my friends bought me this and gave it to me as a present, and that was awesome. So it, it's a real nice little lightsaber, isn't it? It's about my size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it actually goes with the costume very well. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the Mace Windu's like, ah, prepare to die. It's yeah. heavy. Yeah, the Mace Windu one is heavy. Yeah. And I remember seeing you uh, trying to fight off another kid with two lightsabers, and he was actually going at you really hard, and you had only one saber, I... and defending yourself really good, though, really good. I see a lot of potential in your choreography skills, so I think you should keep on watching a lot of fan films and take traits from that. Cool. You know, could go far. Well, Dragon Con, Ray Park trained me for <laughs> trained me for an hour and martial arts, and he trained a bunch of other little kids, and I used it <laughs> in the masquerade costume contest, and we got okay. first place. So, only won fifty that bucks, so awesome. that was pretty cool. And uh, the other day after that, that's ow. <laughs> that's pretty much my whole five days. So, let's see. Yeah. No, 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 no. I said what was happening. It's like, what cool. was his favorite moment for every day, basically? Oh, well, that's my whole five days. Everything was fun. And and was there anything that was unpleasant for you? Um, I guess the lines. They were so long that I didn't get to do everything at once. So it got stretched out long enough that I got to do everything in five days. So that was pretty That was a good part. I mean, even I got to get to the Vader project. I don't know if you saw that, the uh, exhibition of with all the Darth Vader, uh, the 66 Darth Vader helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was very impressive. Uh, the, the funny thing behind that is that it comes from a similar project called the Pony Project, where artists actually got little ponies. The, from the My Little Pony series, and they had to, you know, do exactly the same thing that they did with the Darth Vader helmet, the, decorate them their own way. But they did it like with little ponies, and now they did that for All Salvation right. with that Vader helmet. And I'm so hoping I'm going to be able to get that to Montreal because I want the world to see this. This is an exhibition that has to go on the road. And, did you get uh, to make it to the archives? I did made it to the archive. I thought they were a little bit disappointed. Disappointing because there was not as much stuff as, as Celebration before. Three. Yes. Yeah. And I see some other people, you know, agreeing with me. And another friend of mine who was at Celebration 2 and Celebration 3, who was a customer and a model maker, uh, got to make it there and she had the same pretty much, you know, impressions as me. It's, it was a little bit deceiving, but nonetheless, some cool stuff. So. Boba Fett's costume. That was my favorite. Also. Actually got some snapshot from behind because I wanted to get some details for one of my friends who's a, who's a Boba Fett customer, and I'm also a Mandalorian lover. So oh yes, 
I'm uh, right there. So, you know, I see this, and I'm thinking that you could be one of the youngest Mandalorian in the uh, 501st. No, I tried to sign up for the 501st, but there was an age difference, and you know. That's right. I I remember now. But you know what? Five years from now, you're going to be able to apply again. Yes. But I also have to have a studio-quality costume, and mine's not that good, so. No, but you know what? Oh, I will improve in the future. You've got five years to work on yeah. it. <laughs> so get that paper mache skills going. <laughs> <laughs> and mom, don't blame him if he breaks a, blend, a blender or two, because making the paper mache, it's, it, it gets to be rough from time to time. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, they they actually use uh, what's called a thermal uh, molding. Yeah, so, they like vacuum pack it. Yeah, that's it. They, vac they, they vacuum it on molds, and that's what gives it its actual form. Then you have to unmold it, actually cut it and trim it to the proper form of the person. So a regular armor, which you can get uncut for about $400 on eBay, would end up being a little bit too uh, too big for him. But you know, to begin with, to begin to begin with, just something out of cardboard is already a good beginning. And if you put a lot of time into it, you could be surprised at the results you could achieve. I got one of the gr one great Garand, and you can ask Audrey; she saw it. And uh, the, the long snout guy, the guy in uh, Star Wars episode, uh, episode four, who goes, oh yeah, the guy with the goggles and the black yeah. hood. Yes. So yes. I got I, I made a mask of him. Out of paper mache. Oh, cool! It was a six-hour costume, basically, as I call it, because I was doing a trooping on the next day, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" <laughs> so, I'm sure you're going to be able to achieve a lot of things, and uh, keep on practicing those saber skills because uh, promises to be very interesting. <laughs> and hopefully, we're going to see some fan film with you later. Who? With you later? Fan Can films? I? No, no, like. You're oh, gonna okay. make them. I was like, "What?" It's like, "What?" Somebody filmed me. <laughs> it's like, actually, "Well, point I? me in the right direction." I, was like, I think <laughs> I did. I think I did film you actually when you were fighting off that little kid. The kid with the two sabers. The kid with the two sabers. I was scared of him because I was like, "Okay, I'll fight you," and then he was doing all Anakin he tricks was on skilled. me. And I was like, "Okay, let's run now." He was scary skilled. <laughs> I mean, even I, if I'd gone for him. I probably would have done exactly what I showed you, just like throw the saber at him <laughs> and start running in the opposite direction. <laughs> nah, that's a Sith move right there. <laughs> so, Tefet, thank you very much for being w here with us tonight. Uh, I'm not going to get you on the show anymore. And, oh. I'm, and I'm not going to bother you anymore. I'm going to let you go. Discover the wonderful, the wonderful WizKids Pocket TCG. Yes, we will be playing this. Got. And um, maybe we can put your mom on the... <laughs> you want to come on the show? That would be... Oh, she says she's not that much of a Star Wars enthusiast. She just got a very nice Carrie Fisher autograph and a very <laughs> nice Carrie Fisher action figure from 1977. <laughs> that's, because, that's because it's the old days. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, so, uh, thank you for having me on the show. Definitely, it was my pleasure. And you know what? I hope to see you in two to five years for the next Star Wars celebration. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for attending Celebration 5 and Celebration 4. And uh, 
it's nice to see that we have future a future in the fandom and kids like you. So, thank you very much. All right. So, uh, careful with the okay. headset. <laughs> Thanks. So, why don't we get you on the on the show now? Well, because you you agree that there was a little bit of deception in the Lucasfilm exhibit. Well, just go get Bill and Dave. <laughs> what was it? Was it you going to say, Tef? Uh These are misprint ones, but uh, they work. So <laughs> they got the information, basically. Yeah. Oh well, it's gonna no, but do do put it on. I just want to get some as many. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, he does a great James Earl Jones. Great. We'll go down and check the room. Yeah, here. No, not the credit card, Alan. <laughs> yeah, especially not to him. I wouldn't trust my credit card with Tefan if I were you. <laughs> yeah, no, he'd be buying all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm sure he would. So, so, um, what's your name? Oh, my name's Alan. Nice to meet you, Alan. I'm Sebastian. Sebastian, nice to meet you. I'm the host producer and director of Star Wars on Direct, this live show, uh, which is broadcasting right now to fans in the entire world on the internet. Super. And uh, you're one of the many fans that attended Star Wars Celebration 4 this weekend? Yes. Yep. And, uh, there we go. Actually, what's your, what, I'll what's, give those to mom. What's your general impression of the, the, the show? So. Um, the general impression was it was good. It was not as good as C3, I don't think. Okay. We, we had a nice conversation at dinner tonight because uh, there were three of us that got together for C3. Yeah. And then we all got together again for this celebration. And we kind of enjoyed the atmosphere of C3. It was, uh, it seemed a little more intimate. There was a lot of energy, a lot of higher energy, even though the weather was horrible and it was very cold and wet and, you know, but of course our hotel was connected to the convention center, so we didn't have oh, to go outside too. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that See, was cool. See, I, I told my friends, get to the West End, get to the, uh, was it, was the other one? The IAT was connected. Yes. And there was a third one, which I don't is remember the now, Marriott, but... I believe. And, uh, yeah, it was the Marriott. Yep. was also connected and they're like man it's like there's actually cheaper for just a little bit down the road but with the rain we got yes oh. well i waited in line to see george and it poured and it poured and it wouldn't stop raining and thank goodness they finally came and got us out of that weather i was there too yeah. i remember that <laughs> very well yeah and uh it was uh Definitely memorable. Yes. We were trying to do Just anything to tell the to get... story again, yeah, yeah. my <laughs> friends actually called me in the hotel room and they said, Seb, don't go out. They just announced tornado warning for downtown Indianapolis. Yep. And I told them, you know what? If I die, I will die like a fan. <laughs> and I walked out that door and I got to freeze my ass off. Yep. But I had the best time of my life. And I actually met some people who actually knew the show. And uh, yeah. we had a great night. And... Um, it was it was a little bit freezy. But oh yeah, yeah the Canadian it was. Yeah, I, w I was wet still when we were sitting in the show. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it was horrible. But anyway, so yeah, that was our general impression. This was a so, good show. I think I think what took away from the that intimate, mm -hmm. energized feeling was how big this facility is. Yeah, the Los Angeles Convention Convention Center is huge. It's just and huge, everything right? was so spread out. And you look at the plans, and everything seems to be you know so linear and so. All right. Yep. So you figure that when you're going to go from the South Hall to the West Hall, it's going to take about five minutes. It's going to be easy. <laughs> and then you get into the place. So so today, 3.30, half an hour before the show closes, 
we finally figured out where the shortcut was between the two sides of the hall. Okay. There was an outdoor shortcut, and we were like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, they, you basically had to go out. Yeah, but to nobody told us about the shortcut until no, today. No, well, that's it. Well, they most wanted people, to keep you inside and moving across the bridges. and The, yeah. the concourse, and yep. so you would see the other things, <laughs> and the theaters, and the Vader Project, right, right. and downstairs, the card that we could all sign, and all yes. that, so. Yep, super. Very good. So, but what do you think lacked at this show that was at Celebration Three? Um, that that made it that made Celebration Three a little bit better for you. I I think the fact that the uh, Indianapolis Convention Center was a more was a smaller facility, so we were all like tightly grouped throughout the day, and I think that interaction, all the fans interacting, is what's really important to keeping the energy level up. Oh, Dave's coming. Okay, what's Bill doing? Oh, anyway, Tefit's back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I think that was it. I think this, the fact that we weren't as close together the entire time, we just didn't interact with each other as much. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because... Well, no, because you don't want to be... Yeah, you don't want it to got, be like Comic-Con. Move. You don't want to be it. able to not move in there. And yeah. And that's what happened at Celebration 2, which improved a lot by Celebration 3. Mm-hmm. But then when we come back to Celebration 4, it was so big and so huge that right. the lines... Actually, there were some lines, but they oh, lasted sure. up to, what, half an hour top. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't get us a chance to actually meet and greet with all the other fans mm-hmm. around us. But exactly. it, was, it was still fun. I mean, I'm, I met a few people, and uh, hopefully they're going to send me their email, and I'm going to keep in touch. Yeah, and cool. At C5, we're going to do a big reunion show. As well. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. C4 veterans. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. And, uh, but no, definitely, it's, it promises to be uh, something interesting. But yes. Oh, very cool. Oh, this is Mom's awesome. Mom's in the Renegade awesome. Squadron. This Woo-hoo. is awesome. It actually suits you really well with the jacket. I mean, I know Tefit's mom doesn't want to get on the air, yeah. but we got to give a shout out to her because if it weren't for her, she's his total support system. She <laughs> gets him to all the cons. She helps him, you know, chase his dream down. Did you painted his room? It has a complete Star Wars uh, motif. He's okay. got what has he got? Oh, and you bought him the sheet set today. We got a uh, vintage Return of the Jedi sheet and blanket set for his oh, bed. Oh, that's cool. From some guy that was selling it on his own. And, yes. So, Mom's super important to Tefit's career. So, there you go, Mom. You're on. Thank you, Mom. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay, Mom. I have a friend in Montreal. She, she would love this because she supports her kid. And he's about the same age as Tefit. And I would love to see the two of them together because that would be an awesome show. Yep. Seriously. So, maybe we can get you to Canada sometime. Hey, that would be fun. You know, there's a big convention coming down at the end of August. <laughs> so, and Aiden is going to be there. Jake is going to be there as well. Dave is going to be there. David Prez. And uh, there's going to be a bunch of people. So Awesome. All the Vaders. Awesome. All Anakin the Vaders. through Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> On a first name basis. Yeah, it's a, they're tight. As he was saying. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Part of the gang, man. He's in. He's yeah. a fet. And um, what was the best highlight of the show for you? Um, we were just over there on the bed talking about the uh, Clone Wars preview that we got to see for the new animated series that's coming out. And that is going to be spectacular. Just like we were saying earlier, you yep. can see it on StarWars.com, but 
27 yes. by 60 yes. high def Incredible. with the big DTS sound yep. that was just bone chilling. Yep. Yep. That and was that was probably the most awesome presentation, but on a personal level we got we went to the conversation with Carrie Fisher. Okay. Which was terrific. She is super on stage. Very very just outgoing and a great talker and she told some great war stories and yeah, it was cool. So, yeah. And I heard that she actually skipped the bottle of shampoo story, which is amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. So you know what? Congratulations, <laughs> Carrie. I'm really, I, I'm really happy that she, you, I, that she actually got to move, move, move on from that story, and yep. that she's actually getting the fans a little bit more of you know the inside stories yes. behind Star Wars. And I also want to say a little hi to my friend Derek McKee, who was there with Irvin Kirshner this weekend, yep. Billy Dee Williams, as well as Carrie, uh, as well as Carrie Fisher. Um, Dude, I'm sorry I missed you. I saw you on stage at uh, the Billy D show, and I could have dialed your cell phone number, but I didn't. So maybe next time I'll do it. Just say, "Hey, hi, it's Sebastian from Montreal," and you're gonna be, "What? Oh, I'm on stage. I know, I'm in the theater. <laughs> Get me that autograph." Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's. Don't worry, promise. W what show were you at? Were you at the first? The second? first one. The first one. Yeah. Do you think it was a setup? The way that guy just got yeah, up. Yeah, that was kind of yeah suspicious. But apparently, we, the, at the second show, it was a five-year-old who got up and said, "Yeah, somebody I, gave him the line, fed him the line yeah, before he went it. in." Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Because <laughs> the way that guy sounded so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Even me, when I get pissed at Lucasfilm, I I don't actually go after. Right, him we like don't that. vent like that. No. Yes. What did Tef Would you come over here and put the headset on and talk But to the public? But you don't public? need to whisper. You can talk right yeah, You can talk out loud. Yeah. So to Mary Franklin? Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, She was just, uh, Tefet's mother w was just telling us that uh, Tefet actually got a little Oscar. Was it an actual Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. Okay, so for those of you at home who are listening to us right now, um, Tefet actually got a nice little trophy for George, uh, an artwork of a man uh, with a book, and it's like really an art form and all that. And I'm really bad at you know <laughs> redoing this, but <laughs> it basically has a marble base, and it was engraved 1977 to 2007, uh, George Lucas celebrating the Force, and... Uh, Between fans? From your fans. From your fans. And Tefet actually got that trophy to Mary Franklin, who I adore. I, I idolize her, and she knows that because I've told her this weekend. I've actually given her gifts as well. And I, she is, she is an incredible woman. And um, I wish I had her job, but I know I'm not man enough to handle her job. However, if she likes to teach me, I would... I would be there in an instant. So I know I I I don't know if she's going to listen to the show, but it's really nice that she actually accepted the uh, the trophy in the, in the stead of of George, and uh, yeah. Okay, I can tell you right now that George is actually going to get that trophy. 
for sure. That's awesome. So, Tefford will be getting the call soon. Yeah, because Come Tefid out to Skywalker Ranch, bud. Don't play with was. <laughs> Tefid actually is inspired by George Lucas in, into becoming a small filmmaker. And uh, Alan was just telling him, well, maybe he's going to get a call and he's going to go to Lucas, Lucas Ranch or something. And Tefid's like, don't you tease me. <laughs> well, you know, Tefid, between you and me, you got more chances than me to go to Lucas Ranch, seriously. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and I've been doing this show for six years, so <laughs> I can tell you quite a little bit about that. Um, wow, that's amazing stories from Celebration 4. Yes. You know, that's what, I love, that's what I love about these celebration is that we get to spend the time with the fans. We get to meet new fans, meet new friends. And we always usually keep in touch. And I know I still keep in touch with some of my friends from C3. So I hope I'm going to be able to keep in touch with you guys. I know you've got my card. So you better email me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll be seeing Tefit a lot. He'll be on the circuit soon. So I heard that Bill was coming, but not Dave. Da is Dave is coming. Dave's coming. Because Bill is clubbing. We hope. Bill is oh, clubbing. Bill is clubbing. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, Bill. we won't see Bill until tomorrow. Because there's a lot of clubs there in downtown yeah. LA, and yeah. it's quite fun. Yeah, I hope Dave gets here. Dave's in the uh, the industry. He's an editor out here, okay. film editor. Yep, and he's the reason we're out here. Oh. Yep, he invited us out, come visit. He got us, uh, he lined us up for C3, too. That was his big idea. So, yeah, I hope he shows up. Dave. Well, hopefully he will. So, uh, actually, now I've got my friends from the Star Wars aficionado uh, magazine that are out here. But they got someone special with them. And uh, for, for those of you who know me, you you definitely know that I'm a big fan of Jeff Cialetti, Millenniums, and a fandom menace. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if one of you guys actually want to go bother him and tell him that he's next on the show. Alan, thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll hear, we'll hear back from you. And okay. uh, we'll see you at we'll C5. We'll see you at 5. That's right. Okay, thanks. So next... On the show, I got someone very special, someone that uh, that we haven't heard from in, in, in a while, actually. Yeah, let's keep it that way. <laughs> no, no, just put that on your head. How much getting paid for this? No, you're not. <laughs> so, here on Star Wars Sound Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, we always mm. love to get fans from all over the world, mm. and we always love to get fans that got involved into fandom, and this is one of them. I wouldn't say he was involved by choice indirectly or, or by affiliation, but this is what's your name? Uh, Dan. Dan and Dan uh -huh. was actually sitting in the same boot as AJ from the infamous this uh, documentary by Jeff Cialotti, Millennium's and the Phantom Menace. He was sitting in the same boot in 1999. When they all went to Denver to Star Wars Celebration 1, and when they all did the good, the, the, the big toy thing at midnight, a big toy release. And how were those disco fries, Dan? Uh, that, you have to talk to AJ about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it's kind of funny how it all, like, like, like in everything else, it was just by accident. This wasn't, this was not planned. Um, uh, I was going to, um, New York, <clears throat> and, um, and I, 
AJ and says, you got to meet this guy. And it was, it was Jeff. I can never say his last name, so I'll let you help me on that one. See you later. Thank you. And uh, he said, you should meet this guy. I said, well, all right. Because he said, uh, because of I knew AJ, or I really know him as Tony before he became AJ, okay. pre the classic version, not the prequel version. Pre-CC uh, Banana? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was all before that. I, okay. before, I met him at the, the infamous 1987 10th anniversary in L.A., 20 oh. years ago this weekend. And you are back here this weekend for Star Wars Celebration Well, Five. it's it was infamous. Um, so I, uh, like I said, other than Celebration 3, that was the only other time Lucas ever came to a convention. And you can see why it was a big gap. Yeah. Um, because it was just, it was, it was, um, it was, it was a magical time uh, at that time. Because it was like, you know, this was way before, you know, the figures came out, the, the books came out. This was like, Literally at the tail end, when the uh, '87, that um, it happened, and it kind of got me interested. And I meet all these people that, hey, there's still other fans out there. I have to go to here. This, uh, and so um, that's how we met. So basically, he said, "Okay, you should meet this guy." I said, "Okay." He's doing some kind of documentary. You just just go. You just do a little. You want to interview other fans? I said, "Okay, so fine." So we meet him at this diner. Uh, with the, <laughs> At this, with this, with the, uh, with the other person in the in the infamous trifecta, yeah. Um, and so, uh, so he just did. He just interviews. He just asks these questions, and he said, well, "You know, right now it's all blurred. It's funny how once in a while I get I get recognized for that. So I get a small, little tiny taste of what other celebrities of the Star Wars saga get. <laughs> um, and uh, so." Uh, so we did. I did it, you know, like like everything else. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't inspect anything. I didn't. I didn't. What's gonna happen? I just, just it's fine. You want to do it? Fine. We did it. And then I find out later, um, he releases it, and he says that you know he, later on when I saw him again, Jeff, he said you know the story is like put you guys in between all the stuff going on prior to um, episodes one's release, and so I was okay. I said okay, and I, when I actually saw it. I was like, I was surprised how much we were in it than I originally thought I was. So, and that's what happened basically. So, what you saw is, you know, um, what happened when we just—it was just on the fly. I was just in the—I was just in uh, New York at that time, New Jersey, visiting, and uh, they said, "Well, come up and um, do this." All right. And did, now you said you just had like a taste. Well, like I said, of this, of what the celebrities and you get. Well, the other ones like like AJ and Kurt, the other one, another um, person who was in there, they got they were getting recognized for this special, and uh, so um, they told me indirectly because I live in California. Yeah, I'm from Northern California, Lucas Country, so I, I was not aware of what was going on with that uh, spe- with the once the documentary was uh, done. Mm-hmm. I was in California. They were, they were there, and they're telling me, "Oh, we're getting. We went to the Dragon Con or other conventions in that area, and uh, they recognized them from the thing." And I said, "Oh, that's nice." You know, I said, and "That's it. Now you get a small taste of what the celebrities go through when they come up to you and saying, "Ooh, I met you there." So you get a, just a little tiny taste of it. <laughs> so what uh, what they happen to them all the time is like, "Oh, it was just a little. It was a documentary. I don't remember much about it. I just did it." So. And we were just talking about earlier about Galaxy's Hand, Revenge of the Myth, who's out now on DVD, I do believe. Um, I still haven't seen it. I've, you still haven't seen it? I still haven't I, seen I it. I was, and that's what happened in, when I went again 
and we went. And then I saw Jeff again in Celebration Three, and he said, "Well, we're going to try to get together to do an update of Infamous Millennium's End now." Yeah. So I said, "Sure, I'll I'll stop by if I can." So, um, so so what I, after um I I recall. Um, you know, Jeff was trying to, under a deadline, so we were trying to get this done. So I said, uh, I'll try, I go, I'll try to see him right now. Uh, it was during the Rick McCollum sequence, his presentation at Celebration 3, when he showed, the, like he did in Celebration 2, a footage of the movie, yeah. which I didn't see much because, um, I'm, I tried to, I, I was spoiler free since episode one. I did not want to know. I only saw the trailers. That was it. I wasn't going to look, I wasn't going to see anything else because I didn't know, I don't know what, I didn't know what happened. I don't want to know what all the spoilers. So I told, don't tell me nothing. I don't want to know. So I, I, I kind of like took a little peek at the footage, but I didn't actually watch the whole thing because I didn't, I didn't want to get spoiled by it. Yeah. So he said, okay. So like after that done, I said, okay, I'm going down there. So we met at some restaurant like a half a block down from the convention center mm-hmm. and we did it again. And, and we, we uh, did a little reunion and they're quoting me lines from me. I said, I don't remember this. It was, at that time, uh, you know, six years ago, right? Because I guess they dealt with editing it and change and footage over the while. I said, I don't remember anymore. I just, it's like experience. And they asked me, you know, update what's going on. What do you think of, uh, the movies and the, the prequels? And, and then that went from there. So I, I still have, I have stuff to see. So I, I'm curious what happens. And, you know, I remember that scene a little bit <coughs> in the diner. Mm hmm. So we we're gonna talk about the prequels now. Uh oh, <laughs> you don't want to go there. Now that the movies are are over, mm-hmm. what have, have your feelings, your general feelings, changed about that? Well, um, basically, my I'm st- I'm more I'm st- it's hard for me to say I'm, I'm I'm prejudiced. I'm still with the old school. To me, they were the best. Yeah, because I grew up with them. I think it's gonna be the same. It's, I think it's the prequels are for more for a new generation. Okay. I think they will be enjoyed by a new generation. Well, now whether they're good or better, there's always going to be a, a debate whether which is better, the classic or the prequels. And that's going to be going on for years. That's it's always going to be saying, "Well, this was better." No, and some people are going to say it's always going to be the classic ones. It's going to always going to be, someone's going to say, oh, "I thought the prequels were would be the better ones." But so it's never ending debate. But uh, my feeling have been is that um, I was. Um, not thrilled the way Lucas' direction went on it, and but I think he did bring it back to how it all started with Episode Three. There's things that would have changed, but overall, I, it was. I think he ended it on a better note than how he started it. So, and I think he somehow, and maybe directly, indirectly, listened to the fans and what they want. Is that well, we can't he, that what what he did. So, so I guess it. But but if you're asking me to choose. Um, they could, uh, I would definitely choose the pre- I would just excuse me to choose the the classic trilogy, because that's what I grew up on, and that's I remember seeing in the theater, you know, the first time, you know, uh, like everybody else when they seen the prequels for the first time. Yeah. Um, and so that experience is indelible, and it's like a lot of them back then in the late seventies. Um, they see it, you know, you see the documentaries all the time. I've seen Star Wars four hundred times, you know. And I saw it. Oh, I haven't. I lost count how many times I saw it uh, on uh, the theater. Uh, at least a hundred, if, if that. If I remember. Um, but back then, it wasn't as a big. It didn't even need. Back then, it didn't really need media coverage. It became an event 
through word of mouth and uh, through this through science fiction set. and through sci-fi like infamous the Starlog magazine or uh, other magazines at that time. So that's my stand on it basically. All right. Well, Dan. Yes. Thank you very much for coming to celebration for it. Oh, I, well, I had to. I had to. 30 anniversary. And thank you very much for being a fan, nonetheless, of the prequels. Like I said, parts are good, parts are bad. Like I said, I, I get, like, if Lucas has been tinkering around with the classics, I wouldn't believe down the line he'll tinker around with the prequels. Awesome. Maybe improve them. <laughs> What do you think? I think so, too. I can see that. Well, well let's look, think about it. 1999. 10 years, 2009. Yeah. Ooh, what opportunity could he do there? Exactly. And you know what? I, and he did I'm still pushing for the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious edition with never-before-seen footage from the LucasArts archives. Oh. So. Well, we, uh, keep dreaming because there's he, he, so much stuff out there. They got stockpiles of stuff. We'll, we'll see little bits and pieces. Oh, and we'll, I, we'll get the, the, the big scenes in, yeah. in there. Well, like, the, like I said, I, I think it was on the DVD that... They fixed Yoda, yep. which I was, I was, thank God, because when I first saw the trailer, I was like, what happened? Yeah. I said, why can't they just get the old puppet? It looks so much better than the new puppet. And that, that kind of disturbed me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. What happened? But, you know, I, I think uh, Star Wars uh, will live on. Long after we're gone, it'll still have a following. It's, it's uh, universal. Perfect. It, it's forever. Well, thank you very much for coming. Sure. There's a little card for the, for the show if you want to check out the website and uh, go download the archive when it's uh, it's available. <coughs> and uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll get you back on the show eventually. You never know. The future is always in motion. <laughs> always. So thanks. My pleasure. No problem. Nice to meet you. You're welcome. All right. So now we'll get Dave on the helmet. And he's just like, uh-oh, it's my turn. <laughs> So, you know what, Bill went clubbing, but uh, Dave, is, uh, Dave is in the room now, and uh, Tefet's left, but uh, hopefully Dave is going to be able to give us a few good stories. So, uh, Dave, welcome to uh, Star, Wars, Star Wars on Direct. Well, thank you. How are you doing? This is, uh, my name is Sebastian. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, you're, uh, you, you know uh, Tefet very, uh, very well, I guess. I, what, say again? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. We met on, uh, was it... Uh, Thursday, I think it was, and uh, yeah, he's 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 great. He's just like he's a lot of fun. He's like really intelligent, you know. He's 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 a great guy. He's a great guy. And he's yeah. fun to hang out with. Awesome. So, yeah. so you're a big Star Wars fan. I guess. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, going all the way back to the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And did you do the entire uh, Star Wars celebrations circuit? Celebration one, two, three, four? Mm, I've only been going since three. I went to three in Indianapolis. Um, I heard about one. Yeah. Couldn't get to it. Two happened. I couldn't go, and I vowed that I was going to absolutely go to three. I'm like, no matter what, I'm going to go to three when that happens. So we went to Indianapolis, the first one, and it was just amazing. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go to two. But, uh, yeah, went to three. That was the first one in Indianapolis, and it just was insane. I mean, it was just like going to heaven. So I just, yeah, we just loved it. I went with two friends of mine, one from upstate New York, which, uh, which is where I'm from. I mean, I live out here in L.A., and I work in the, I'm an editor. I work in the film industry. And, um, yeah. So was Alan telling upstate, us. And Alan was telling you guys. Yeah, so any, any juicy things on any upcoming movies that we, uh, we could know? Not that I can really tell you because <laughs> I sign all of these uh, confidentiality agreements. At least the company you work for? 
company, well, the company I'm working for now, actually, that, I'm, I, that I've been doing some work for, that I'm going to continue to do work for, actually starting on Wednesday, is uh, New Wave Entertainment, and okay. they do a lot of top DVD stuff. And I can tell you that the project I'm working on is, is a, a DVD, uh, 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 um, I can't even say that, it's a DVD um, uh, um, uh, I can see director's the cut, kind of a director's cut. Let's put that. I'm trying to pick my words correctly, but I, I, I can see the implant trubbing in his neck right, right now. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. But yeah, it's 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 a DVD director's cut uh, that's coming out that I'm going to be working on. That's really all I can say about it. That's all right. Man. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll jump to the cut celebration four second convention. Four. Well, uh, second second Star Wars second convention. second They're Star Wars convention. But I've been going to cons. Uh, going back to the 80s. Okay. And actually, one of the first costumes I did, the very first costume I did ever, because I used to do costumes, don't do them anymore, was, was Han Solo in the Hoth costume with the, with the hood and the blaster and the gloves and the whole thing, like the Tauntaun, you know, the, the Hoth costume. And that got pretty hot when you're wearing that in the summertime. So <laughs> I ended up going over to the Han Solo uh, Empire Strikes Back costume with a jacket. And you know the whole thing. A friend of mine helped me make that—the blaster and the belt—and it was all pretty. I mean, it was—it was—it it looked. I mean, these guys have better ones today, but I mean, it—you know—it was—it was—it was pretty for the time. It was pretty—it was pretty cool. I was very happy with it. So yeah, I used to do that. But, very beginning yeah, of the stormtrooper. Been going to conventions for at least like 20 years, and uh, yeah, so off and on, off and on. I'd say more towards the 80s. You know, now it's a little here and there, but right. yeah. And uh, celebration four. Celebration four. Um, how did I like it? What did I think of it in comparison, or just in general? I, just I, in general, I thought, did you like it? No, I thought it was great. I had a great time. We all had a great time. Um, there's definitely enough stuff to buy. We definitely spent a lot of a lot of bucks in the uh, in the the vendors' room, dealers' hall in there. Um, you know, I I kind of almost have to go to comparison. Comparison, that's good. Com- comparing, I'm really tired after these last five days. Comparing this one to the last one. I really enjoyed it. I really kind of thought that three was a little bit better. Maybe you've had people tell you that, um, but uh, a, a bunch of people actually were were saying that three celebration three was going to be was actually a little bit better than celebration four. Yeah, it, yeah because it I was agree. a little bit you know closer to the fans and all that. Yeah, uh, celebrity wise, also a little bit better. A little bit better. But I'm going to speak from the bottom of my heart. And I'm a fan of I, I'm actually a fan, and I'm also an event coordinator, mm. and I know a little bit what the the organizer of this convention have been have been going through, and I know what they'll be going through in the, in the next few weeks. And not only can I say it's been a very successful event, I think it was actually better than Celebration Three. Mm. It had some down points, uh, you know, some guests of honor that were lacking, sadly enough. Um, which but, I agree with. I yeah. agree with. Yeah. And the opening ceremonies just like were hit with a big baseball bat of trouble, which caused I, it to be yeah. a little bit disappointing. I agree with that. But apart from that, it was uh, it was a very good show. Yeah. No, I agree that it was a very good show. There were aspects about three that 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 were a little had a little more heart to it. I think that's really what I'm trying to say. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a lot of fun. I know, I know exactly what you mean. I talked to a lot of people about the opening ceremonies. Could have had a little more, uh, depth to them. Could have been a little more coordinated. Um, but, um, 
you know, they, it, it, it was good. They, with what they had to work with and the fact that we're in between sort of the movies and the live-action series and, you know, this, the uh, Clone Wars is coming out. It's kind of an in-between time a little bit for Star Wars yep. right now, even though it's the 30th anniversary. But there's no big major thing that's going on right now. So purely was for the 30th anniversary. Did you see the Clone Wars trailer? I did see the Clone Wars trailer, and it was just amazing. It was just amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, the, I, I love the stylized characters. There's a lot of aspects of it that that are like the film, that are like the movie as far as the look of the action and the vehicles and the and the you know the fights, the space battles and stuff. But I mean, the characters are really good, and yeah, it definitely looks like it has some emotion to it. So I'm really oh, yeah. looking forward to it. Well, Dave, thank you very much. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Keep uh, keep listening. Keep on being a fan. Oh yeah, I will absolutely. And uh, well, I do. We'll so, see yeah. you at C five. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming. All right. Talk to you later. And now for the uh, big guy in the room, uh, Dan. 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 The big guy can't hear you. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get Dan, Dan to look at me. Can, can you tell your friend to, to come over because it's time? He, he's next. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, my, my, my English friend. You're next for the hot seat. Yeah. I, I have a friend. I have a friend tonight. Uh, he's here from uh, England, I believe. And uh, his name is Scott. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's the first time you, you're going to hear him on the show. Because last time we saw him, uh, we were so busy talking with Karen Travis and Matthew Wood <laughs> that we just had no time to put him on. But Scott decided a few years back to actually put together a little fanzine called Star Wars Aficionados. That's right, yeah. And um, he just did an amazing job over the past uh, few oh, years. I've got to send you some more money. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, I just can't wait. You, you were telling me that you're actually putting it in PDF format now. That's right. Which is an awesome idea. It's going to save some paper, save some threes. <laughs> yeah. And all the fans from all over the world are, are going to be able to actually subscribe. That's right. Yeah, it's to, um, an anniversary issue we started with. And, okay. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to do something really nice. It's basically a giant visual scrapbook of everything that we could possibly find from the films to the holiday special to key moments in British, American and hopefully worldwide material encompassing everything, books and comics and mags and things like the um, Empire Day in England uh, on May 20th which we managed to get a whole load of really nice uh, uh, British merchandise and the premiere and also uh, little things like uh, the advertising campaign and we've got a nice kind of uh, spread on that of images I don't think they have been seen uh, very widely uh, outside of uh, of England, so we're trying to do everything we can to to give fans a nice little kind of souvenir memento. Because we we kind of did get disappointed sometimes when we see things that you kind of look at it and you kind of go, we want to do something a little bit nicer than that, yeah. something more visual. And yeah, there's character profiles and uh, there's key plot points and favourite moments, everything you kind of expect from both prequels and the originals. Because we're not, we don't. We don't have any kind of uh, bias or anything like that. We love all six Star Wars films and the, and the things they've spawned, the cartoons and the books. So 
We we don't take sides. We we are aficionados. That means we love it, basically. <laughs> this is actually very awesome. Yeah, and uh, Scott, actually, I got you on right now because uh, earlier tonight, tonight you were watching something a little bit special on the History Channel oh, here yes. in the U.S. Yeah, it's a uh, documentary called. Oh, it was the Legacy, the Legacy documentary on the History Channel. It's very good. It was split into two parts, and the first was basically the. Uh, the mythology uh, of uh, of Star Wars and how it's been inspired by everything in our own uh, mythology and and our own kind of this kind of Joseph Campbell links that he had explored the the stories and the mythologies that we that we all kind of unconsciously are aware of and that we see in the Star Wars films and it was very very well put together very nice clips and uh, a great variety of people professional people talking about. Uh, the saga and the, the stories and mythology that that were inspiring to George Lucas, and yeah, it was a very nice presentation. Kevin Burns, I believe, did it, and uh, yeah, no, it's definitely worthwhile. It's going to be repeated, I think, several times. I understand, so uh, everybody should keep an eye out for it. And I think it will be coming to to England to British viewers eventually. We just want to see it again. We want to see it again, again, and again, and again, again, and again, and again, and again, and please release it on DVD. Please, someone out there, release it on DVD with some extra stuff. I'm sure it's going to be released on DVD. It's, um, especially since the whole publicity that's been done at oh, Celebration yeah. Four for it. It's huge. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be done. On DVD. But did you get the little cards? I did get. You the did little get cards. a little cards. Yeah. yeah, they were good, weren't they? The little cards that showed the, you know, the entire transformation from German. Uh, you know, ideas of German helmet into the Stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. So that was, and, and stuff, and Yoda, where Yoda comes from and all that. But I'll let you find it out by going to actually watch the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the actual documentary. I'm, I'm sure we'll, get, we'll find a way to get it. But you know what? Check YouTube tomorrow morning. We'll oh, yeah, it'll be on the main sections. It'll be there. Actually, let's check it right now. Let's see how, how fast the fans let's are. Let's see how fast they've put it on. Let's see YouTube.com. <laughs> So in the meanwhile, Scott, yeah. um, going back to Star Wars Aficionados, yeah. what's been going on uh, for uh, for you guys? Well, the next project after this anniversary one is going to be the making of Return of the Jedi, which is going to be a bit of a challenge because there is still so much to find out about the film's making. Obviously, with the situation with Gary Kurtz and the changeover to Howard Kazanjian, and there are lots of other things going on, which make it a very complex film. Not quite as complex with regards to... Empire Strikes Back, which was beset with problems, but this is a different kind of area with the making of Return of the Jedi, where there's lots and lots of secrecy and obviously Blue Harvest, and we're going to try and peel that back and try and put it all in order and uh, and present this, the full facts as much as we can about the making of the film, because it is a great end. It's, it's, it is an underrated movie of, uh, of the saga, and uh, we want to go into it in detail and it is my favorite. It's your movie. favorite movie. Yeah, it's, it's, my a, it's movie. a great movie. The ending is terrific. Well, um, actually, is uh, if you listen to a few of the past show, yeah. I'm sure you're going to be able to get my crazy theories about the title, Return of the Jedi. It's Luke coming back, but it's also you know Anakin who comes yeah. back to the light side of the Force exactly. by saving Luke. Yeah. And if you take a look and compare it to Episode Three, yeah. there's so much that actually comes round yeah. and round. The lightning Absolutely. with his son, and he just remembers the lightning with Mace Windu, yeah. and that's when he actually did, you know, the, the final step into the dark side. Yeah, Absolutely. so. Well, I still, the only trouble is I still have trouble calling it Return of the Jedi even now after 
all these years. I keep calling it Revenge of the Jedi. I can't help it. I'm so used to that intriguing yeah, logo. It's really hard sometimes, but I do like Return of the Jedi as a title anyway, and, and the film. So hopefully that will be out, so hopefully around Christmas time. But it's going to take a little, it'll take a while to, to research. And we want to, again, do it justice like we did with Empire yeah. and, and New Hope. Do take your time. We will. But we'll, do it, we'll do it well, I promise. And, uh, you know, it's really awesome because there's... The Legacy is not actually out on YouTube yet. Oh, there's a sneak peek of two two minutes oh, that's on there. So for those of you who want to go see it, do. YouTube yeah. and just type in Star Wars Legacy. And you'll find it. So actually, Scott, while I have you on the microphone, and yeah. since you've been a partner of Star Wars Undirect for such a long time... I think you know the liner, the usual liner for Star Wars on Direct. <laughs> I'm going to have you do a liner for Star Wars on Direct. Oh, I can't. I, I, it's, 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 I can't. It's too iconic. No, it's you too... have to do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's, I, I insist. I can't. I, can't. I insist. I, I, can't. I, want, I want a liner with wanna, Scott Weller from wanna, Star Wars Aficionado. Uh, can I think about it? Can I get back to you? No, you, you, you just you just do it. Just, what do you want me to do? It's Star Wars okay. aficionado. Okay, I'm I'm just I'm just shy. Well, my name's Scott Weller. You're listening to uh, Star Wars on Direct. Have a great time, and I hope you uh, get in touch with regards to Star Wars aficionado and keep listening in to Star Wars on Direct because they're great. We love them. That sounds good, but I need something a little bit simpler. Okay. So just say hi. This is hi. Scott Weller. Okay. And uh, editor for the Star Wars Aficionados, and you're listening to Star Wars Undirect. Hi, my name's Sam Scott Weller. I'm the editor of Star Wars Aficionado magazine, and you are listening to Star Wars Undirect. Sound perfect to me. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much for coming, Scott. You're welcome. And uh, we're actually going to close up the show now. Thank you. So uh, I'll, I'll be with you shortly. Be good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, we get to a close of this show, I get to talk to my uh, co-host for the first time tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and she doesn't even have her, her, her microphone down. I'm so awake. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey? Yes, Sebastian. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am uh, tired, exhausted. I uh, cannot wait to finish packing my stuff. <laughs> At least trying to pack my stuff because... Uh, you know, this is the whole anticlimax. It's always like this. The yeah. end of a convention is the anticlimax because you've been, there's been such a build-up for months. You come to the event, it's over by the blink of an eye, and now it's just the whole, uh, get on the airplane, go home, return to real life. It was like a dream. Never feels like it's never happened. And know? especially for me, you know, I have to tell you, Audrey, it's... Uh, the, the, on the Monday, I went for some recon to towards the convention center. Uh, as I get to cross the street, I notice a silhouette of a woman on uh, uh, on the other side. She's wearing a backpack. She's blonde. And I tell to myself, that's Mary Franklin. And of course, as she crossed the street, it was Mary Franklin. So I just waited there for her and I saluted her. And she said, hey, Sebastian, nice to see you. And I got this horrible feeling. Oh, my God, she remembers my name. All these sort of uh, quirky, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? That's exactly right. Mm. Uh, I would say it turned out to be a, a, good, a good thing. thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's nice. And uh, I managed to be able to actually get to the two breakfast 
that were organized this time around by official picks. We did an awesome job on there. Uh, Ann Newman, congratulations. The lines Keep for official picks were much better handled this time around than yes. at Celebration 3. Cool. The lines were shorter. They moved faster. The celebrities were very welcoming to the fans who uh-huh. came to see them. So this is I, I just found it worked better. However, I find that the spark and the electricity, you know, like sort of the, just the hum yeah. and buzz of Celebration 3 was just not there this time. I found that it was sort of... There was something lacking. I just, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was because the halls were all uh, spread out spread further. Spread out convention. Uh, maybe there was because there was less fans this time. But there, w- there was something lacking in the atmosphere of the convention itself. Yeah. But uh, the... the um, And I found a lot of the actors as well. Like I was looking at them when I was waiting in lines. And they either looked really worn out or just, you know... Sort of, you know, obviously they're older, but to say, you know, like people have aged that much in two years, like it just, it looked, it looked like they just weren't really, I don't know. There's just something lacking with everything. Yeah. So. But but did you enjoy your time anyways? Oh, yeah. yeah. What was the biggest highlight for you for this convention? Hmm. The biggest highlight. Um, the biggest highlight of the convention was probably just meeting a lot of people internationally. You know, meeting the actors that have come a long way, meeting fans that have traveled a, a fair distance, um, meeting people that have, uh, you know, like everybody ha- obviously who's come to the Star Wars convention has a similar interest in Star Wars, but just seeing, you know, all the diverse interests of the people attending and being able to meet them and find out, you know, why they're there. I think that was interesting, and um, to spend some time in the fan hall, in in the uh, like seeing the different shops and whatnot, um, and well, yeah, of course it was a bonus today going to the um, celebration store, <laughs> getting <laughs> everything at a discounted rate. <laughs> yeah, fifty percent off. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> Makes me wish I'd held off on buying my initial purchases, but you oh, know, well. yeah. And you know, Steve Sands, we'd actually said. Uh, some people saw this with uh, a glass half, half empty. Half full or half, half empty, empty, yeah. And he said, you know, next time all the fans are going to wait until the last day to get their stuff at 50%. Well, you can't up, do that because there happen. are a lot of things that did sell out. So yeah. if you're wanting something specifically, you have to go and get it so- sooner rather than later. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a gamble to wait till the end. And you don't know that they're going to do that. You know, this is something that was not done at Celebration 3. At Celebration 3, everything sold out early on. So... You know, you just, uh, if it's something you really want, you have to get it. Well, we have um, Skylover in the chat room who says, you know, mm-hmm. don't be sad, it's over, God has just got come to Celebration Europe with Star Wars on direct. <laughs> I wish we could. <laughs> we'll see what we can do, uh, Yulrick, we'll see. We'll see it what we it can always do. comes down to a dollar value, and at the moment, um, I don't know about you, Sebastian, but I cannot afford a trip to... Uh, Europe at the stage. If, if I win, if I win the lottery when I come back to Montreal, <laughs> I'll. We're going to celebration. Yeah, Europe. great. Uh, you know, like if I had the cash, it wouldn't be an issue. I'd be there. Yeah. Hands down. I have family in Europe, and I, I would love to see them as well as go to the convention. But it's just not happening at this stage. Perfect. 
I actually want to make this a very memorable moment right now. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to finish the show on this note. My my biggest highlight was actually on Tuesday when I got to meet uh, Gerald Holm, who is our godfather for the Imperial Alliance. And we had an awesome time with him and with mm -hmm. Frank from JanCon. Uh, coming here, I I got to meet with, you know, Mary Franklin, Peter... Uh, Peter Atkinson from Gen Con, mm -hmm. Steve Sansweet from Lucasfilm, all the the the, the volunteers that Mary Franklin has uh, has trained apparently over the, the the past few years, the Mary Franklin International Fan Club. I'd like to say hi to those guys. You did an awesome job this weekend, and um, I just want to say that you know what Celebration Four was an excellent event, and hopefully there will be more to come. And I was uh, really laughing this morning when I was at the Steve Sansweet Fan Club Lounge uh, panel, and he said, well, you know, two years from now, uh, we'll have the television series to talk about, and we'll m most likely we'll have some cast for the TV show that is coming up that we'll have to talk about, and Clone Wars movie that will be coming out. So, fans, get ready, because if there is to be a Star Wars Celebration 5, I wouldn't be surprised it would be in two years. Two years or five years. Two years because of the TV show yep. and the launch and they want to hype it up. Three years if they want to do the 30th anniversary of Empire. Empire. Or in five years to do the 35th anniversary of the initial release. Or they could always go to 2009 in two years and just do 10 years of uh, prequels. 10 years of prequel. Or they can go to 2015 and do the completion of the saga which is uh which is my best my my my, my best situation mm -hmm. but i doubt they will do that in yeah. any case at this stage just before you sign off i would like to just say a special yeah. thank you to the listeners who were able to make it to celebration 4 and wanted to meet us in person i uh, want to say thank you to uh, everybody uh, who recognized uh, me <laughs> especially uh Tyken blade uh koki 171 uh simon um and John, who was here John, earlier. John, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, the other guys Dupoy, from Montreal. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like to say a, a thank you for those who weren't able to make it here, who are still either in the chat or online listening to us or listening to us in the archive when yeah. this is posted up. So thank thanks, you guys Ada, for listening thanks, Ikashra, and uh, thanks, helping us all continue the show. We're, I might be down on the ground, but I'm still going to be kicking and screaming for a while. Don't worry about <laughs> it. That's... Uh, we're not letting you go, and you know what? We have been lacking, well, I have been lacking my job for the past few months, and I'm taking full responsibility for that, but I want you guys to know that there is no way I'm going to leave Star Wars Undirect Star just Wars like Undirect that. is still alive. Because you know what? Nobody has been able to replace us, and it seems that nobody wants to replace us, and... It's it's actually an honor to, 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 to be at that level right now and to be recognized by top officials from Lucasfilm and actual other celebrities mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles. So thank you very much to all of the fans and to everyone. Um, I want to say also thank you very much to WizKids for giving me all the great interview this weekend. LucasArts also gave up some great interview. Mm -hmm. uh, Karen Travis... Aaron Alston, Troy Denning, mm -hmm. Shelly Shapiro. I cannot thank you em enough. Uh, maybe I didn't get any book this time around, <laughs> but you know what? It's totally all right because I got your aligner. I didn't even get a I'm chance to go by really today. Happy. And mm -hmm. uh, I want to say a very nice hello to Peter and Angie mm -hmm. just before I, I close off. Uh, Mehu, 
and to everyone else we met during this convention because you know what this is a convention for the fans and it's con it's a convention for meeting the fans mm -hmm. and if you don't do that well yep. too bad you know it's you just missed on something so thank you very much all of you for listening tonight thank you very much to uh the the folks in los angeles for receiving us thanks to the Elodian center for uh Letting us do this show, and it's uh, it's now 11:37 right now at uh, at Star Wars uh, Celebration Central <laughs> Central here at Star Wars on Direct on Star Wars Celebration Four Special, and um, I want to hand the show right now at 11:38 on May 28, 2007, just because it's Star Wars Hour, and uh, because it's been such a great time and a great long weekend. Uh, you know what? I think, uh, this is it. This is the end of Star Wars Celebration 4. And, uh, you know, I we're closing off one last time. I gotta go, f I gotta go finish packing. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you go finish packing and we'll go to sleep. <laughs> We've got to like rest up now because we haven't slept throughout the conventions. So. Yes. Yes. And then my feet, I've got so many blisters, I don't even want to count them. So everyone, <laughs> this is Sebastian from Life. Wait, wait. Yeah. Just before you go, Sky Lovers just posted in the in the forums, if you come in a Slave Leia outfit, maybe, just maybe, we could find a way to finance your trip to Celebration Europe. <laughs> All right, so uh, Sky So, um, Sky Lover, I'll be emailing you later this week. <laughs> we'll be emailing you the pictures of the... Uh, you really don't want to see Sebastian <laughs> in a Slave Leia outfit, but I'll be in touch with you anyways, just to see what you, you really have in mind for him. <laughs> All right, guys, so from uh, Star Wars on Direct Central, live from Star Wars Celebration 4. In Los hours, Angeles, California. Hours, in Los Angeles, California. At the Elden Center, right next to the Goran Staples Center, Center and Los Angeles Convention Center. We're signing off Good one night. last time. May and, the Force uh, be with you until the next convention. <laughs> See you in two to five years. <laughs> yeah. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swanzirec.com for more information about upcoming shows. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.